0: are listening to The Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. We know life is precious and your time is valuable, so thank you for making our show part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. You know, The Chomp Cast actually gives you double life experience points. Everything you do, go try it. Just... Pop on the show while you're mowing the lawn or whatever. You'll mow it twice as good. I promise. Every show is streaming and downloadable at swordchomp.com. Newly relaunched, swordchomp.com. And, of course, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and every major podcast outlet. Head on over, give us a kind five-star rating and subscribe. If you're feeling really frisky, go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Become a VIP member. We'll talk more about that later. You know, in a posting On the Consumer Protection Organization's Consumer News, an opinion blog uh, cloyingly titled Mass Effect 3 is having a mass effect on its consumers, for better or worse. The Better Business Bureau explains that technically, yes, BioWare's marketing campaign for Mass Effect 3 does contain false advertising. It's a problem of absolutes, something that should be avoided at all costs in advertising circles. Thousands of angry Mass Effect fans voted in a Change.org petition. One disgruntled nerd took his complaint to the Federal Trade Commission. A charity drive relating to changing the ending of Mass Effect 3 raised over $80,000. It got messy. Messier than a Krogan bachelor party, as they say. Now, messier than a Krogan bachelor party, as they say. We heard it. You didn't need to say it twice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that, of course, we are talking about controversial video game endings today. And I was looking up a lot on the Mass Effect 3 ending, which might be the most controversial of all video game endings. Uh, and it's the topic of the show. And we'll pull in some Patreon um, Patreon comments uh, from our patrons to really delve into those controversial endings that are going to be... I think a lot of fun to talk about. We have more thoughts on Ghosts of Tsushima. uh, A game one host has dubbed the Panda Express of open world video games. Uh, Patrons wanted boobs and humor from the polls again. So we got boobs and humor as well as one serious poll topic. Uh, Jack and Daxter versus the old crashy bandicoot. Um, Did that for a special somebody. I've dipped back into Halo 2. Josh has been playing something called
1: creaks
0: and uh we we'll probably have some more continued thoughts on paper mario as well as i know shay hasn't been doing much besides darkest dungeon so but it's gonna be a really fun show today all sorts of polls sprinkled in an epic topic so you don't want to miss it um let's get some intros rich 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 is here from new york how you doing rich Ah. Uh... I'm alright. How's, how's it going over there? See, I thought by, like, giving you an excited intro, it, like, lifts your mood. Like you, like, you know what I mean? Like, Rich is here! Like, do you feel, do you feel better?
2: Uh, it would have been, like, a, no. it would have been better
3: if you were, like, live from New York. It's Saturday No, no it's not, though. It's Friday.
2: Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> my Saturday day.
3: Live from New York.
2: It's
1: Saturday I live. actually...
2: I don't know why I have this, the Slime Time th- Live voice for the
3: Saturday Ooh, night. I'd be, live if I was advert. on Slime Time Live, I'd be excited. Yeah. Um you know what always oh, kinda boosts my mood a little bit, and he'll get a kick out of this because he listens to this show. My friend Vinny, anytime I enter a room, uh has a re- like he just gets really excited genuinely, like or at least he was one time, so now he always says it as a joke. Like uh-huh. I'll walk in a room like, Hey everybody,
0: Meister's here. Aw, that's cute. So nice. Well that's very sweet of Vinny to do that. Um I feel like everyone where you live should have at least one good friend named Vinny, right? That's like
3: I live on in Fair New minute. York. I have three.
2: <laughs> Not a joke. Um. <laughs> I feel like if you're in New York and you're like looking in the general direction of your friend and you're like, Hey Vinny, and ten guys are like, What?
3: Well, what do you need, bro? You need a ride somewhere? You need a ride to LaGuardia? <laughs> Hey, you
2: fucking bothering me? I'm walking here. You want to go
0: to the deli or some shit? But, (laughs) Uh, but Rich,
2: two Vinnies just look at each other, start shoving each other. Hey, you want to go, punk? (laughs) Hey, I'm walking here. Quit yelling. Shay gets excited. Hey, hey, to all the Vinnies in New York, I'm really sorry if that offends you. We don't mean.
4: I'm not, and I'll see you guys at the deli in the morning. And and if you have complaints, (laughs) you can you can reach Morgan at. <laughs> at aol.com if you have any
3: complaints i'll be at cat's deli at 8 a.m
0: dude that's like and that's the most embarrassing thing about uh, my life is when i have to give people my email and it's still that old aol email i'm like it's so shameful. you know you can make a new one they don't charge you <laughs> i have a bunch of emails i don't know why i give that when it's like it's muscle memory you know
3: yeah it's uh it's a
0: brolic stud at compuserve.com. <laughs> it's just sentimental value um uh, Rich, I did want to say I want to. This is one of the polls we did this week. Sixty uh, percent of our audience said Master Chief fucks, as opposed to the other option, which was his suit fucked him. See, but 40%? it's not a
3: poll; like it's in canon. Well, we even had this conversation. I'm, I'm getting
0: there, Rich. I was going to give you credit, goddamn it. Uh, yes, Rich, you they were wrong, and you were. I thought this was like Rich's like joke, but no, like no. this is. There is actually uh, one of our good friends and patrons, the Rev, sent me. Uh, this is from the the Halo book. All right, one of the benefactors cut her off. Am I seeing this right? She looked up from her PDA and quoted the text: "The groin region packs a sexual stimulant designed to reduce combat stress." And yes, it does. But we'll be open to inquiries on. It. And then, they... so you are right, Rich. There, yeah, there no. is something in Master Chief suit that you jerks sent that him to off. me. And I was dying because I'm like,
3: oh, my God, he really thought I was making it up the whole time. Like, no, the reason I bring this up constantly is because it's literally in the lore for Halo that, like, basically his suit is jerking him off
0: every once in a while just to relieve that's, combat stress. That's cool, but also weird that they. <laughs> that they that's took, the future. I mean, look, Rich, when when you have a friend. Can, can you, you just
2: imagine that, though? He's like, he has this assault rifle. He's just blasting through some grunts. And then the little thing is just like fucking suctioning his penis, and he's like, oh, well, yeah. Don't
3: you wish we caught him, have, like, a visceral reaction to it every once in a while? <laughs> like, like, chief, what are you doing? he's like, finishing this
2: fight.
1: <laughs>
2: well, the fucked the thing is, Cortana's got to know about that. And, you know what? I'd imagine she can control she... it at this point. Props, props to her, you know? Props to her. She keeps her mouth shut about it. You are not midway through the mission, and she's like, you're jerking yourself off right now, aren't you? She you're like, she's... She is a bro amongst bros. Shout out to Cortana.
4: Forgot most of her warnings about the flood aren't actually about the aliens you're fighting. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke
4: we were looking for. I,
3: I believe in that same chapter. I believe in that same chapter. There's also like um uh some verbiage about like basically the suit collecting his urine and then sterilizing it to rehydrate him.
0: Well, hold on, hold on. And by the way, that was Shay Layton, our good friend, Professor Layton from Japan, who's been chirping in uh, quite a bit here. Um, Shay, it looks like I don't want to, you know, throw, what's the world? I don't want to throw fire or throw water. God, I almost said I don't want to throw fire on this fire, but that's exactly what yeah. I want to do. I want to throw. That's fire That's how on you the fight
2: fire. fire, after all. Gasoline? Yeah. Do you throw fire? Throw Gasoline on it throws
4: on fire really. Fire. Yeah, As no. a former
3: fireman, I can attest he, that that is Yeah, how you know, he's fire. throwing.
4: He's throwing water. On water, under the bridge, under this (laughs) spot.
1: That's the classic tale.
0: That's the old saying. Uh, You know, that old chestnut. You can
3: leave a fire to fire, but you can't make it burn. Mm. Uh,
0: According to this uh, article that I was reading at Kotaku, they said that it was mostly implied to be a joke. So it is in the fiction, but that it was mostly implied to not be actually, you know, it was a joke that someone was sort of making. Now, Still if you want to read it, there, <laughs> Rich is is really he's holding on to the, he's holding on tightly to the Master Chief. Master Chief getting jerked off. So, but if you go to Kotaku, there's an article that says no Master Chief suit does not jerk him off. And you know what? You, the listener, can decide for yourself. We'll just present you.
2: Yeah. With. Well, I will say this. Completely unrelated. I'm glad that we are on episode 203 and we were able to see a comeback of Controversial, which you did say in the intro. Just, I, I, wanted, I wanted to note that I'm happy. We are still 200-plus episodes in, and that's the gift of strong. all the gifts that keep giving. I think, right. I'm,
0: I think I'm broken. I, you should be, you'd be proud of me. Uh, I actually said um, Aloy for the first time correctly the other day instead of Alloy. You, you did.
2: Um. You did. You did it, and I was very proud of you.
0: I know what's really sad about that, because I was playing a little Horizon uh, in prep for the show. Um, I At the very beginning of that game, he holds Aloy over this like mountaintop, and he goes, Aloy! <laughs> the top of his slugs. I, I don't know how. As one does. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't hear that. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks for being here, Shay. Of course, the professor from Japan. Uh, Joshua Fowler has uh, been a little quiet, but Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan, of course. Jimmy Rustler. Um, Josh, I thought I'd introduce you today with this incredible clip I found editing podcasts for the, for the social media as one does. I think this is the most incredibly Joshy Josh thing you've ever joshed. Okay. Hmm. Um, we were arguing about, I think it was the final fantasy seven remake. Uh, one of our spoiler shows that you can find if you download our podcast chomping after dark, the uh, charting chomping after dark spoiler podcast from sword shop but uh this is a clip of me and josh talking enjoy no well josh i think you interpreted it differently but L- i interpret the only the way a sane person real. could <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's pretty good that's pretty good no there's I only one interpretation here <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, we had a really good argument about the bag of chips with the dog on it. I was listening back to that podcast and it got wild at the end there. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. I forgot about that. <laughs> we were that. so tired That's and so angry and I
3: just, oh my God. Um,
0: Want to discuss it again? <laughs> is there a parallel universe? So the of chips. Well, I mean, it's not completely off topic today talking about video game endings, to be if honest. If you bring it. that up, I will have to take Con- a bathroom controversial <laughs> break. Controversial game endings. You know, I would probably... Def- well, mm.
3: I think it's too soon to talk about the ending of that game on a mainstream podcast.
0: Mm. Well, the game isn't over. Yeah. Has <laughs> we got, you know, well, the, the, 20 more years to go. That,
2: <laughs> that is a game, and let's not argue It's a video that, game. It's 40 hours long. Today. But I think the thing... Uh, the thing we should argue is why they didn't go with a logo. Like, once you pop the the live stream, don't stop or something like that. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, no, <who> no. <laughs> there's a marketing ploy that they missed there. And by the way, like this is brought reasons. to you by today's uh, sponsor, Pringles. Once you pop, Pringles much like sword Chomp. Yeah. the cans. The fun makes don't a stop. Good-
3: Good Life to protect stream, your no dick stuff. from the rain. Buy Pringles. It's an umbrella for your penis.
0: <laughs> That's right. A huge penis. Um, can you imagine if a Pringle can? And like if
2: you're penis. like me, you can fit ten of your penises into one Pringles can. <laughs> Pringles can. It's an umbrella for your penis. Share it with your friends.
3: <laughs> what?
0: They mi, should make a penis
2: umbrella. That's smart. Yeah. can.
3: It's How no often real... are you naked in the rain?
4: Well, no, he's uh, I, so he I doesn't mean... accidentally wash his dick in the shower. Uh,
1: <laughs> he basically washes a the shower, shower cap
4: for his girl
3: My wife would like it...
0: the grease, you know.
3: Yeah, I washed like... mine in the uh, the sink at the airport. <laughs>
0: it's, it's like a I was going to say, I washed mine why that in sign the t- is there. top toilet bowl. <laughs> the top, like
2: the little toilet area. with The, the de- upper decker area or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. The Did tank? you just say you took an up upper decker? I washed my balls in there. G-
0: Josh, do yes, you subscribe to I, I take to it, it up for Decker, and then I wash my mouth.: That's why that sign's there. Oh, the, ep- <laughs> <laughs> the poop had to God damn it. You know, it's two, episode 203, and I can't pronounce words, and Shay made a poop joke. So everything's come
1: <laughs> full circle. <laughs> that's right.
2: This is, the, this is the, uh, the podcast where we bring all the old jokes back. Where's Dave when we need him? Josh,
0: do you subscribe to the theory that like if you cook, I was thinking about this when you talked about me not washing my penis. Uh, if If you don't change pans, like if you like part of like, you know, all the cooking in the same pan, like you get like flavor from that. You know, there's some cooks that like subscribe to that whole thing or like the pan holds in like flavor from just being cooked on a lot, you know?
3: I've heard people won't use the same pan for like chicken that they use for fish. I think you're going like a little bit of an
4: extreme route with it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So no, you guys are giving me strange looks like you haven't heard this sort of saying or this ideal before. I mean, it sounded like you were leading no, into what you're
4: just reusing the same pan while you're cooking, which, yeah, you didn't wash it in between.
3: Yeah, you got to wash the pan. But
4: uh, yeah,
0: my dad's one well, of those weirdos. I, He'll no, cook... I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Shay. Go ahead, Shay. You're I right. know.
2: I know what Morgan's saying. Like, if you were to cook like bacon, like a wok, and then you use that extra like bacon grease and whatnot not in there to actually cook the eggs in. For yeah, example, that's what or, I thought like, he was doing. an omelet in.
4: oh yeah
3: no you wouldn't do that that you wouldn't no i mean you could but i'm saying a lot of people wouldn't because for me specifically the the instance i'm thinking of is like eggs to bacon that doesn't sound that weird to me like i think the go-to example is always like i wouldn't like cook a fish in a pan and then not clean it and change the oil and then go cook some chicken in it
2: no, no, obviously not. Obviously not. But like you could like there's certain things you can you can use like exactly my example. I can't think of another one. But yeah, I totally would do that. Because no, I think that give the, the one you said, yeah, extra bacon flavor. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. The one you, you gave as an example. Yeah, or or if I got nothing, I got nothing. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of.
0: Yeah, well, it's it gets it's a little rough of you. Like some cooks really like, like my dad will always cook the ba- bacon and pancakes in the same thing, and it's I don't like it because the pancakes taste bacony and it's gross. But he's just fucking so into that shit. He's like, oh yeah,
3: if you don't want your pancakes to take taste bacony. To have bacon, just, bacon you, grease you can on eat it. somewhere else. Yeah. It's just
0: weird. I don't know why. I don't. It doesn't do anything for me. So you actually, ever made a good
3: bacon pancake? Mm.
0: Bacon pancakes, bacon bacon pancake. Wait, is uh-huh. that what I'm thinking? Adventure Time? What were they yeah. singing? Was it that, bacon? That pancakes? is the, the Adventure oh. Time okay. song. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. bacon
4: pancakes are delicious.
0: That's why they. It's why
4: they had the song. <laughs> That's why they. Yeah, they wrote a whole song about yeah. it. Yeah. No,
0: you're. They didn't uh. invent it. Weird. What? So bacon pancake? What's a bacon pancake?
3: It's pancake with bacon. It's really I'm... give the you the song three guesses. explains how they're made. Just just, just the three Take guesses. Take some bacon no, and you I mean, put it like, in a pancake.
0: So you so you just like throw cooked bacon in the batter and then cook it. That's it. Yeah, okay. that's the, oh. the whole thing. I don't know. There's there's other things it could have been and maybe
3: <laughs> name one of what the other thing is.
0: Well, you know, you just That's why I gave them oh, three guesses. Rich, was, a <laughs> bunch of bacon. <laughs> A bunch of bacon smashed together, and you eat it with syrup on top.
3: What you're describing is what a mental patient would do. I don't like, like I've someone who is in a straitjacket would do that as a delicious uh, breakfast.
0: Well, what I was referring to is, I thought I read this thing one time about how a walk can like. Every like meal that's co- it was like this like thing that was making it sound all, like, like every meal that's cooked into in a wok is held in this iron blah blah blah, and so the soul of every meal you've ever cooked will come out in your wok. Wow Are you in a cult? I don't, I don't know. I guess I guess I'm alone. It now. sounds like he's um, accidentally
4: wa- wandering onto cast iron forums and not sure how he got there. I was watching The Iron Chef last <laughs> night.
0: Oh. Iron Chef, that was... Yeah, no, the only that thing that's going to
4: hold flavors like that is going to be your cast iron stuff, because you don't wash those. So it's always yeah. going to have the oil of whatever you cooked last on there. Uh, not all of it, because you still rinse it, but you can't...
3: You can't really clean a cast iron. No. You, well, you
4: don't yeah. use soap, because you, you're yeah. not trying to remove the oil, is the whole point. You want to leave all the oil on there.
3: And in fact, when you typically get a cast iron, one of the first things you tend to do is like put some oil in there and bake it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, we are still tasting, to this day, the flavors of that Mass Effect 3 ending, am I right? I don't think
3: about it a lot, it didn't bother me <laughs> No, not really
0: <laughs> Does It doesn't come up in your
3: daily conversations? No
1: um,
3: In fact, like, I remember when people were initially getting mad about it, and I was like, it was fine Yeah It wasn't uh, great, it was fine <laughs>
1: by I, the way, I actually
4: I d- liked that they didn't give you any choice just because of kind of the themes of the game. But also it wasn't like my favorite ending anyway, but it was just, I liked that they did that, which is anyway,
3: I just didn't think it was notable, but like, and then maybe it started to grow on me more because it was making everybody else mad. Well, that's
0: a fun one to start with, I think. By the way, I'm General Mountain Time here from Montana, Morgan, and uh, just trying to squeak my name in there at some point before I forget. Um, Not that it's that important. But, yeah, so that was the one I thought would be a fun way to introduce the show because it was – and some of our patrons did bring that up, which I will get to eventually. Um, uh, That one is – I'm with you guys kind of – well, I guess we'll have to hear from Shay here. Like I actually at the time – was actually moved by the ending. Like, I remember the music. I remember generally feeling moved by it. It was very sad, very somber. Um, And I remember being kind of frustrated at the outcry. Looking back, though, you know, and definitely all these years later and just sort of reading about it, yeah, it absolutely, like, (laughs) pretty much everything you'd done in that game meant nothing at the end of the day um, because everything was pretty much wiped (laughs) out. Yeah. and that, and there's I think absolute validity to feeling frustrated there, but they definitely seemed like they had wanted to author the ending and and sort of stray from this yeah. idea that you know you were going to have uh, an impact on it. Go ahead. I always.
3: Cher. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. That was my fault.
2: Um. No, I remember this very well. And you know, actually, the one thing I didn't quite remember to its fullest extent was the whole petition thing. I remember this because I came in on Mass Effect Two, not Mass Effect One. I I had a roommate that would play Mass Effect One, and I would watch him here and there. But I came in on Mass Effect Two, and I absolutely loved that game. And I ended up loving Mass Effect Three as well, despite um, the whole ending controversy. And I, I didn't like. I understood the frustration of the ending. Of Mass Effect Three because of the promise, you know, and this is something we talked about last week with uh, Mm -hmm. Fable, you know, um, and I'm sure we'll delve into that because I I do want to bring up one of the endings to one of those games. But uh, Mass Effect Three, you know, the whole time they had promised that like your your choices will influence the outcome, and you go through three games just to end up not really influencing that ending and I totally get why people were frustrated but people don't understand at the time or maybe they do I don't know maybe you are old enough to understand um what was going on at that time the outrage that is happening now with certain games that was <clears throat> excuse me one of the first times we had seen that like at that level and I think that's largely because of social media becoming more uh, prominent and in everybody's hands at that point that everybody was complaining about that ending and the petitions thing was crazy. We were like, how like I remember us discussing that, like how the hell are you going to like wind that much that you're going to want to petition for that. And the cool thing was obviously the studio tried to rectify it to a degree by making the DLC that, um, altered the ending that they originally had. And I actually and n- never ended up playing that DLC.
4: I've, I haven't yeah, played the new ending I either. I
2: was satisfied with like, the ending.
3: Nor have I. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it just wasn't ahead, big Josh, of a deal sorry. at
2: the end. No, it's good. I'm almost done. It wasn't that big of a deal at the end of the day. But looking back and where we have personally come as uh, consumers of gaming and also as people who talk about games like in hindsight it's it's egregious what happened you know like it's it, it's incredibly egregious if we're going to sit here and we're going to complain about studios like promising and not holding up their end like um like the uh that studio did with uh No Man's Sky initially or um, other studios, like when we talked about Fable last week with uh, Lionhead Studios. We We have to keep an objective eye there, I think the four of us do, and say, look, I personally wasn't bothered by the ending. I was okay with it, but looking at it from an objective standpoint, there was an issue there. And they tried to fix it, but I think the damage had already been done at that
4: point. Yeah. No, I think I think I think the issue is not the ending itself. It was just the advertisement saying it was going to be another thing. And I, we've kind of gone through this before. It was the same issue I had with I mean, not the issue. There are tons of issues with Lost. But the big one, the big issue is that you know, it was fairly obvious what the twist was from the beginning. The community figured it out not too far into it, and then they just came out and said, "Oh no, no, that's not it." And then you, you know, get seven seasons right. later or whatever, and oh no, you guys were right <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> they didn't uh, want to right. concede and that people figured it out too fast. That's yeah. But, I mean, it's like
2: that's, that's Lost was a show I was obsessed with.
4: Yeah, like I, I do. I think it. I think it's a solid show. It has a lot of solid storytelling, but a lot of it relies on the same stupid shit that. So many, so many stories recently are just
1: yeah, sold I, on I the idea of the like,
4: twist being the reason somebody's going to watch. Shyamalan Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I don't think I that's know. a good enough reason. Um, but yeah, they were obviously worried enough about it to lie about it, not being what everyone figured out that it was. Can um, I tell you guys
3: something? I've never seen a single episode of Lost. Hmm.
0: I really liked shame. the that's first a season a lot, and then yeah, and then it lost me after that. But I, the first season, I was I was really so interested. It it what it advertised, Evangeline <laughs> Lilly. Um, no, but let's back up a little bit here, uh, Josh, <laughs>
2: that, because that's what that's what I made that that sound for. It's Cameron Diaz all Lilly. over, over again. Yep, Yep, exactly. God damn you, Morgan. No, like <laughs> that, I think that's the, I think that's the whole point here with this particular scenario and something like Lost is. If people guess the ending, that's okay. Just don't address it. And like, Like, yeah, some people are going to be frustrated and that's fine. Just like, all you have to do is say nothing or better. yet, Just say, just wait and experience it for yourself. We're not going to spoil it for you. And if you predict it, that's okay.
0: All I'd say as a creator, just leave it at that.
2: I don't know. Maybe. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, a lot of people in the Game of Thrones community right. had the whole right. like, Jon Snow twist figured out for for years and they years had and years. Everything figured. Out. Um, yeah, they had everything figured out. And look, they didn't like they didn't spoil
2: anything um, intentionally, and they didn't try and lie about it and say, "Oh, that's not it." They just ignored kept it, making their stuff.
0: Just ignored it. Yeah.
2: You know,
3: we're now past that date uh, where George R. R. Martin said we can now legally imprison him.
0: I <laughs> it's true it was like last week I was the date that. that he
3: said if winds of winter wasn't done that we could imprison him until he finished it
0: yeah that was hilarious yeah. i saw that uh, <laughs> uh anyways so i was just thinking about this in the context of being able to try to be you know what's interesting is that was another sort of critical um user split because the game was I think the Mass Effect was received really well I think it had like Mass Effect 3 had like a 93 Metacritic or something like that but of course people were unhappy it's like in the 5.9s or something and I I think one thing that I've always appreciated is that the critics were able to stay level-headed about it like hey this is it didn't fulfill on that original promise but at the same time the quality of the game is still extremely high and the ending is still very good but what I think is the conversation of like some that Creatively, something is promised. They don't deliver on the promise, but you actually do get something that is either moving or affecting or really interesting. That's that's straight It's an interesting you know dichotomy that, the there. The
3: thing is too, and I think I kind of fall where Josh had on this that like the problem wasn't the game. The problem was that the ad campaign was like so boisterously promising something else. Um, and to me, the way I always look, I look at it like in retrospect, like if I think back on that game and how it ended. Like, I I see what the developers were trying to do, and in my head it was always like, well, it was designed around all that choice that then funnels back into, no, this is what's happening, and it's supposed exactly. to be about that feeling of, like, helplessness. Like, no matter what you did, you couldn't stop this.
0: If they had come out and said something really poetic like that, that would have been cool. But that was I don't know if that was really the intent, but I was, the idea I would have of like, been
3: like moved because I was smoking I, a lot back then.
0: I do. I do like the idea that there's some sort of auteur behind the scenes. who's like, look, I wanted to give you all this choice. And at the end, intentionally give Trip you no away. choices. Yeah. 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 That's that's a interesting idea. Um but yeah, I mean, at the time, I remember just thinking like, "Oh, this is a really poetic ending, and it was really emotionally affecting." And I was frustrated, but yeah, looking back, it definitely it's it's definitely empty in a lot of ways, and and very absolute in, in what it's saying and and everything you're. But I think for me, and it's not Andromeda. I had, oh, thank God! I think for me, what I remembered as playing those games is I never they were they didn't feel like I love those games dearly, but they never felt to me like some sort of unbelievable like life-changing thing where games were going nowhere they've gone far i was like yeah this is a, a, a fantastic oh, game where i get a
3: couple yeah i get a
0: couple choices you know and then so it didn't really seem that crazy to me at the end of the day that you know that would happen that's yeah. not true
2: that's not true at all morgan i remember <laughs> when we were discussing this game during spt time you would f- like seriously glow about the romantic choices you had in that game and we had so many discussions and that was such a huge point of talking when that game dropped because there had been no game up to that point except maybe persona uh that series um or like a dating sim game like i should say mainstream wise that had been doing that and that was such a huge point of all of us talking about that game so i can't I can't let you say that because that's well not the true.
0: romance. I mean, yeah, totally I get fair. down on any romance you want to give me. Uh, the romance was was a lot of right, fun, but, um, right? But I couldn't romance a reporter. Remember that? No, what I'm saying is like it still at the end of the day just felt like felt like a video game, you know. And maybe that's maybe it that was. was part of why I didn't take it quite as hard as everyone else did. I wasn't like. Thinking, oh, like, oh, all these this is some grand entertainment experiment where all my choices are gonna lead to on all these incredible, different, you know, vast changes in this universe that all these people are expecting. I never interpreted it that way. I was like, Yeah, this is a an incredible game that has some choice in it you know also uh, and every maybe, time
3: that particular thing's been promised i always feel like it's a, like yeah but not really
0: <laughs> yeah it never it never i mean maybe fable had changed the game in that regard where it's like okay after you play mass Effect one or two you're like i get what this is this is this is really you know and to be fair the ending of mass Effect Three is not as interesting as the ending of two where you could lose half of your crew you know um i mean if you're bad at the game if you're if you're if you're very bad at the game, you could lose half your crew. No, it's so very
3: easy to make a bad choice in the. You could make
0: mission. a, if you want to make a case that's uninteresting. that's fair, but yeah, it's just interesting to think about like when something is done uh, well, but also disingenuous to the product itself. Like it, it's, some people just cannot accept that they're just like I don't care how well you did this. I wanted this to be something different. Yeah. I think what's fresh,
2: I think what was frustrating at the time and what's frustrating nowadays is that, excuse me, people want to get the first word in and get their word out quickest. So they drop hyperbole, which we are all guilty of at various points, like all four of us. Love some hyperbole. And is that we have these really shit takes. Like, let's be honest, we've all had shit takes, all four of us, all of you listening, listening out there at one point in your life have had a shit take and it's because you want to say something you want to add to the conversation you want to be a part of the conversation without thinking about the nuance and what you're thinking about at least go into more uh, going into more detail with this game when so many people were complaining about it they completely disregarded the three games of adventure and like the story there and how involved and amazing it was. And while I disagree with Morgan saying like the choice is like, it's whatever, because we're looking at it, you know, back ten, like eight, 10 years ago, like we're able to see that. And that's kind of revisionist history. It was amazing at the time for what you can do. It was a very, very high step up from something like fable in a triple a game. And I don't think anything surpassed that until we saw telltale with the walking dead and i think that was another step up in mainstream gaming now i'm sure i'm missing some other games there this is all from my perspective was um, it, i always
0: imagine that i remember them being like kind of broad stroke things like do you want this queen to live or die do you want this person to go here or There, like, do not
2: do you not remember do you not remember in the third game where you
0: choose whether a race lives or is genocided yeah, and well that's what I'm saying. Like those are I'm not saying there weren't decisions, but I'm saying it was generally kind of an A or B sort of a thing, as opposed to all these branching, funneling paths. At least that's the way I, my memory rem- remembers it feeling. Well, No no,
2: I'm not talking about branching. I'm talking about
0: impactful decisions. Like Yeah, and and the, I think that's yes, what people were there, upset about. Are even, choices if the cho- you make. even if the choices sure. were A and B, you know, along the way, they people wanted at least some impact to see that sort of cascade for it, and I, I, looking back, I completely understand. I don't necessarily think you got to get the Better Business and Bureau involved. I think it's kind of silly. <laughs> At the end of the day, you just you just you can be frustrated as a fan and just let it go. Like I just don't just I don't get that, you know? Yeah, but. yeah. Well, that's
2: yeah, and I th- I think that's the frustrating thing. You have you've just had an amazing time with the three games, and then the ending, which. I mean, it was, I'm not going to say it was a good or a great ending. For me, I enjoyed it. I would say it's a serviceable ending. That way, I account for all the people who hated it and the people who weren't bothered and the people who actually liked and loved it. I think it was a serviceable ending. And like we've been saying that because of the promise that people were angered and frustrated by it. But I think it's such a shame because when the, when that game hit on its highs, and the number of highs it has and had to just completely disregard that trilogy or that, or at least the third game because of that is a shame. And I think, you know, if I, if I'm going to be objective here about that, I would have to say the same as something like game of Thrones, where I've absolutely ripped on that ending and that last season. And to to come out and say, I didn't like a majority of the final season of game of Thrones. And I know we're not here to talk about TV and I'm, I'm just saying, from an objective perspective, if I completely disregard the six seasons that I loved, the seventh season which I enjoyed, and the eighth season which had its moments, that completely just disregards all that enjoyment I had out of watching that show and I think that logic needs to be applied across the board for me um, and granted there there again, you have to go into finer detail on some of those things, but I think us as consumers, sometimes we're just quick to jump the gun on saying something's shit or something's a masterpiece. And like you could flip that around on other games. Like, to get off the Mass Effect train,
3: Fable 2... I
2: was going to bring that was, up at some point, Jay. Fable 2 is a game I absolutely wanted to love. Because, like I told you guys last week, Fable, the first Fable is still in my like, top shelf games of all time. Despite the promises it didn't uphold, despite, despite the issues I've had with that studio, despite the issues I had with HD remaster, it's still in my top shelf of games of all time. So I really wanted to love Fable 2. And there is a, a solid game for the majority of that, that game, but then when you get to the end, it is just absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible because you like the whole game is revolving around you encountering and eventually confronting this antagonist and all it boiled down to and i haven't played this game for probably 15 years and i still remember this to this day that the end choice of or the ending of that game ends up you Choosing whether or not you shoot this guy, and and well, no, you shoot him, and you choose what to do with the world. And it wasn't a big showdown like the first game. the sh- The first game had two amazing showdowns with jack of, jack of Blades, and the ending of this game just involves you aiming and shooting, and that's the end of the game. And then you make this choice. Now the choice was cool, I will admit that, but just oh, I don't even like everything. The everything you built up to. Just felt completely flat, and that that just like gave further to me credence to all the complaints that people were saying Lionhead Studios doesn't live up to its promises. Like the, what people were complaining about with the first fable ended up being what I had so many issues with with the second fable, and that's why I still, to this day, despite loving Fable one shit on that series and it's one that's gonna like as lame as it sounds haunt me for a long long time because <laughs> how can i love Oops. one game so much but hate the rest of what that's what that studio has done with that series with a burning passion
4: oh. can i uh
3: add real quickly while we're on the subject of fable Two, shay because i think it's important to d- discuss uh you might have not remembered this specifically, but in that encounter with Lord Lucian who you had mentioned, um if you too t- if you take too long to decide what to do, some random villager in the crowd will shoot him. I did not know that.
0: Yeah. So it's like, oh that's interesting. So not
3: only do you have to make, make this a, decision, uh like if you take too long, somebody else kills him and just takes all of the drive out of like your whole revenge plot. <laughs>
2: That's so fucking lame. That just makes me hate that game even more. <laughs> there, there are few games in the world that I truly hate. That's at the top of the list. I don't hate Fable Two. I do
3: hate that ending. It's
2: a really bad ending. Yeah, I, no, think I d- hate that. I hate that game. I hope it burns and dies. S-
0: some people really subscribe. I've never been one of those people that subscribes to. Like if if the last bit is. It fucks me over, like I don't. It doesn't ruin the rest for me, but I get why it does for people, just because they feel that level of emotional investment. Like it's all building up to a thing. Like I notice that a lot of people are wired that way. If if they're committed to something and the end thing is wrong, then it, it sort of devalues all of the thing they've done before. Yeah, it's uh,
3: hard. Hard to take, take that like stance
4: me? in gaming since a good ninety six percent of game endings are trash. So. So it's, it's a
1: hard, it's, hard. I mean, standard. you're not. That's a low in.
4: percent
0: it's from just, you, Josh. I was thinking 98, maybe 99 percent. Mm. Wow.
4: <laughs>
0: I feel it's like it's gotten when better a game recently. Is so I Story
2: driven, yeah. and that's what it amounts to.
0: Yeah, I don't know. i I'd have to really pull them out, but. Uh, there's, there's a well, there's a couple we'll to talk about. One I think is interesting to mention that Rich talked about briefly last week. Of course, the Halo Two ending was controversial at the time. That's top of my controversial, list. controversial at the time. You said uh, bad,
3: wrong, <laughs> and not was, at the time.
0: It's still bad. Well, it's it's weird going back because the Mario Donald came out and said they actually just ran out of time. They had a plan for a last level in that oh, game. Oh, okay,
3: that's all right then.
0: And it it got it got scrapped, but they tried their best to like. Let's put it this way. Halo 3 ended up being as good as it was because they turned it into a trilogy, right? That It's not like Halo 3 starts off with the last level of Halo 2. Let's be very clear. Um, it's They stretched out that sort of chasing down that last prophet. Or I think it was Truth or what have you. And that ends up being the storyline for Halo 3. Well, so they, they
3: y- Yes, but my problem with Halo 2's ending is just that. It feels incomplete because it is. It just grinds to a halt.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. And then they slap the graphic that says "Finish the fight." It's it's insane playing, going back and playing that game, and and just. Seeing how I'm remembering how good it was at the time, if it just had one epic level, I think that game would be revered on like the highest level of games. I still games. think
3: the campaign of Halo 2 is a fantastic play, but then again, that ending hits you like a fucking ton of bricks because it seems like you're heading towards this big climactic final act and then credits roll.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was they were going for. See, at the time, again, this is before I had information about the developer, because the Arbiters arc does at least come to some level of fruition. Um, I always felt like they were going for their trilogy. They were going for their Empire Strikes Back. So whenever I talk to people about it, I'd be like, "This is their Empire Strikes Back. This is their cliffhanger." You know, so that's that's the way I'd always viewed it. It it does I think hurt that a little bit knowing that they did actually have to scrap everything and retcon it um and for the record
3: you're you're right about the Arbiter. i think they changed shit around to sort of make his story wrap up a little bit more cleanly there mm -hmm. and bring him full circle to the okay we are on the same side like clear as day now Mm -hmm. um and i i like that's that sort of stuff is what ends up
0: making halo 3's plot more interesting but yeah what the fuck would halo 3 have been if they had finished halo 2 you know what i mean like if halo Halo Two. (laughs) <laughs> it's just weird to think of because halo 3 was like and maybe that's why halo 3 didn't hit me as hard because they stretched out sort of the ending of the halo also, 2 story over the course of a 10-hour game you know
3: to, to be fair it's one of those things of like well what would halo 3 have been then i go well you could have found something for halo 3 to be much in the way we're going to find something for infinite or halos past that to be yeah yeah they because would have. it's the same thing when you think about like the proper ending of like a star wars you go wow what an ending well a lot has to happen next like just cuz you killed the guy at the top doesn't mean this thing ceases to exist
0: yeah it could like, they could have had like one short like 20 minute ma- uh, master chief level that just really hits you in the gut like there's a way to do a cliffhanger that i think hits you in the gut as opposed to leaving you feel like unfinished um and i think that's how a lot of people felt but like i said at the time as as a teenager i was just like oh this is their empire strikes back i get what they're going for he, now reading back that it was retcon does make me feel a little less um, enthusiastic about that. Remember the big um, plant
3: monster? That was weird.
0: I, I, like, the, I like the great mind. Uh, what I were didn't some say other it was
3: you, bad. I said it was weird.
0: It's cool. It's fat. Like in the new... Oh, we'll talk about that later. Because um, we've been playing to be able to. What were some other controversial endings that were kind of weighing... That you guys were thinking of? Was there anything you had on your mind, Shay, when you thought of the topic? Or was it just Fable 2?
2: No, 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 no. There were a lot. I mean, obviously, some of the games that have dropped this year have... Like, especially with us at the crew, uh, at Sword Chomp here, the crew have caused some dissent and dispute. Obviously, we could talk about The Last of Us too, but I think we've already talked about that. And speaking of that, uh, yeah, we did. Uh, speaking of that, really quickly, I'm gonna do a quick plug. I just dropped that new Chomping After Dark episode on the Patreon. If you are a part of the Patreon at the $10 tier, you get access to. Are uh, chomping after dark, which is our spoiler podcast two weeks early, and so that just dropped yesterday, and that will be dropping on the main main feed here in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's if you four hear that, hours.
0: That was, there's four hours and four and a half hours of Final Fantasy seven talk. It's so great, except for that <laughs> last which,
4: bit. Which,
0: <laughs> yeah, which is another w- one of those
2: contentious games that uh, we talked about as well so uh if you want to be a part of that head up head over there but anyways um th- you know th- those were some contentious endings bioshock infinite was another really big one at the time that i remember oh. being so hotly contested i apologize uh, there's a there's an ambulance siren in my background but that was another big one that people mm-hmm. were discussing like what does the ending mean? And some people were like, oh, this is just so convoluted and messy and shitty. I remember if I remember correctly, Josh, you didn't really like that ending. And I believe I enjoyed it. And Morgan was kind of ambivalent about it. If I remember if my memory serves me, I liked liked
4: the framing bits, like the, the overall like uh, explanation for the world I thought was good. But then like, the actual character driven parts of the ending um cuz it does it does like a a whole parallel worlds sort of a thing but you're obviously you're following one of them through the whole thing and that story like the personal story is the part that i just felt like just kind of fizzles out completely um like in, you get to the end and instead of actually having a conclusion to your personal story there they just explained to you that it's a world where there's not going to be a conclusion to your personal story yeah. because there's so many reasons. lighthouses <laughs> but you
3: get to stop by a good game at the end yeah um <laughs> yeah. it's yeah it's just
0: strange yeah. um it, yeah that one was weird i that's someone br- i'll br- I'll go as good time to interject because somebody brought that up one of our patrons did um BioShock uh, Infinite, um, and uh, again, if you go to Patreon.com/swordchomp, you can. Uh, f- we're going to do questions of the week for our topics, and we put those up in our um, VIP Patreon Instagram page, and that's a perk that our five dollar patrons get. And we really want to make sure our patrons are included uh, in the show. Um, This one is from uh, new patron Josh McMullen and he said, uh, I think a far more controversial ending that really stays in my memory to this day is the ending of Bioshock Infinite. I think the ending is really fucking incredible. I know I'm in the minority, but I, I think it's awesome. I think, yeah, for me, Josh, and I would say <laughs> both Joshes, yeah, I have I told you guys before, like, the parallel universe thing for me as a writing technique has always bothered me, but I was into the game up until that point until they started jumping the different dimensions because then it's just like, oh, there's a lighthouse in every world. And, like, I was so enveloped in the personal story of Bioshock that it just sort of, like, sh- it's Not only did they hit on something I'm not a big fan of, but the idea that there was all these uh, different lighthouses everywhere and all these different worlds going on was just, like, very uninteresting to me. Uh, but uh, that game was received—that's a weird game because it was received really well, but uh, I don't know. I don't talk to a lot of people Look, well, I guess Josh would be the exception there. All of your no Josh. no his Den. You don't Yeah yeah, the was that a Bioshock two DLC?
3: Yeah, it's a fucking fantastic Bioshock two DLC. It's better than Bioshock Two. It's better than Bioshock Infinite.
0: <laughs> Shay. Um Yeah. Well. No, I'm proud of him. <laughs> Boo. Caught you. I've been watching
3: like enthusiastically the mm-hmm. whole time. We didn't catch him do anything. No. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> trying to hide it. <laughs> Shay got caught playing. <laughs> the video guys movie. are referencing
2: The guys are referencing, this is, this harkens back to like 10 years ago when we first podcasted. I'm very notorious for multitasking, and uh, I haven't done it for a long time. And I'm over here staring at my TV, which is about 10 feet away from me, playing Darkest Dungeon while I'm listening to this conversation. And Josh
0: was uh, calling me out in the Skype chat. Rightfully so. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I get it, Shay. I mean, that's a game. It's a, it's sadistic. You know, suddenly you're going through a lot of stuff in your personal life. You need something sadistic to just beat your head against, distracting. You know, it's I've I've dated women before that were like, I've had a stressful day. Can you choke me out in bed? I'm like, okay, whatever you're into. So I get it. Why do you think those
2: are the same thing? This just took this. This just went to a place that didn't need to go. But fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. I'm not here to kink shame anyone. Um, right. But yeah, so that that Bosch Infinite is a fascinating thing, like parallel. It's how do you guys, are you guys into the whole parallel universe thing? I feel like I'm in the minority. For there. sure,
3: it can be interesting when done Love. right.
2: Parallel universes. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: it's, it can it's be one a cross. Like
4: if, if if it's not, if it's not like framed that way from the beginning, or I mean not. not it has to be structurally a part of the whole thing. You can't just kind of have it show up as an excuse for uh-huh. something at the end. Cause I mean, or, or not just at the end, but just like have it tacked on to solve story problems for, for oh other like surprise,
0: there was like seven of these people in seven universes.
4: Yeah. Um, like, like at that point it just feels like, well, there are no stakes because with, yeah. if it starts to be where any story hole can be filled with. Oh, somebody from another universe can kind of come in here and fix it or something like that. Then you realize, why well, do states, why do I care about yes. this particular universe? Then, like you've just told exactly. me that everything's going to ha- like it's so trying, would you trying be to make you care about the specific. That's kind of what I was getting at with the whole uh, Final Fantasy VII thing. Or no, well, with the um, BioShock uh, Infinite, yes. whatever it's called. Uh, How can you care about yours if there's a bunch of them? Yeah, exactly. Because you get to the end and you're like, I don't feel like the personal story that I was a part of really got wrapped up well enough. They just told me, oh, it turns out well somewhere, maybe. Turns out this doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, I, that's, yeah, they're, yes. I did like that they hinted at it a bunch because they've got a lot of stuff going on. I mean, the the whole thing, the whole thing is. The coin flips thing with the scientists is one of my favorite. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's like bits about that. Mhm like they've got stuff related to it through the whole game but then you get to the end and it turns out that it none of it mattered is kind of the Would you be would you be disappointed
0: end. Josh if you found out like I know we disagreed about this but let's say we found out in the next Final Fantasy 7 game that it was just another parallel universe with Well it, it is it.
4: but it just depends what they're going to do with it at this point is the thing because like you were saying with the stupid chip bag oh maybe there's you know Another parallel universe beside the one we're in, if that's what they're going to do, where and they start, have cool
3: ranch Doritos.
4: Well, yeah, exactly. If they're going to start, if they're going to get to the point where it's not just okay, this is obviously not the same universe as the original story. But I'm I'm okay with that as long as we're in the one universe, one and universe, and it's and not just, state just like here yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I don't want it to end up getting well, that's yeah just spiraling out of control to the point where. You, you, no one cares about the stakes anymore. The, the
0: only reason I didn't like the ending of Final Fantasy VII originally is because that's what I thought it was. I thought they were saying there's multiple universes and this one universe is not the sole one that matters. So if I'm wrong about that, then I'll, I'll, be, I'll be happy to retcon my opinion on, on that. And just to say just, real quick, Morgan, I think,
3: I think and hope that that's not what they're saying. That the main point of it is to say this is different than the original Final Fantasy VII. So don't expect the same shit to happen that's what I think the point of it is not to say what happens here, isn't going to matter, but like anything's on the table.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One, I hope so. one thing yeah. I love about Star Trek is that they do, they've since the inception of Star Trek, they've always played around with parallel universes, but what they do so well is they don't just, they don't just say, Oh, Hey, this is going to explain this, this plot thread here. It's, what they do with it is they show the stakes. And I think they do such a good job. And there are so many different ways they do that. And that's what I love about parallel universes is when it adds a whole extra layer of stakes and it doesn't feel like, oh, well, we can escape this particular predicament because of a parallel universe. It's saying, actually, you're not going to be able to escape this predicament because the parallel universe isn't a replica it's so much different and it isn't what you expect you know and i think with this particular ending i think what they were trying to do was just create this wild ending to this character that you didn't know who they really their identity throughout the majority of the game Mm -hmm. and parallel universes was kind of used as a plot device to wrap up what was going on in that story. Now, I don't think that necessarily makes it bad, but with me and what I like from parallel universe stories is I like there to be a lot more stakes. You look at something like Rick and Morty, which uses parallel universes a lot of the time for humor, but also you never really feel like there's any real stakes with those parallel universes. Uh, Rick and Morty have gone to different universes to basically get away from the one that they just fucked up in the previous episode. Right. Yeah. And so you never feel they're like there's like like real
4: stakes. New permanent universe at this point. Right. That they currently live exactly. in. Exactly. Because they and, fuck up stuff so yeah, terribly exactly. that they have to move on to a new one. But that's one. a different type of storytelling. Yeah. Is the thing. Like that's like, whole again, point. It is, is, it is. It's I think it's I think it's using that whole oh there's just you can just go to a new universe, like, why would you care about this? And kind of showing that as a joke, because Rick doesn't care about it. He will just
0: move on. And even, like, oh, I yeah. fucked
4: this up, and I'll just go on to the but next even they, like Nothing
0: in that show is serious, that's why it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But even they, <laughs> right. like,
3: lean on that joke to the point of where I think, like, the second time it happens, like, Rick's explaining, like, the new universe thing, and he's just like, Morty, we can do, you think this is easy to find? We can do this, like, four or five more times tops.
2: Mm.
1: Right, think, and well, so at that
3: point,
2: I, they, you know, they add a little bit more stakes to it, but I just like, kind of, kind of to Morgan's point, but also not to Morgan's point, is as long as they handle it correctly, like, obviously Rick and Morty handles it in a comedic way, which I appreciate, as long as it's not ham-fisted, and I think that's what it boils down to, and Morgan, you probably have a different tolerance level than I do versus... Uh, rich and Josh, as well, I love a lot of parallel universe stories, and Bioshock Infinite didn't bother me. I actually enjoyed that ending, and I thought it was fine, and I thought a lot of the complaints were either because people didn't understand it, and they and they were frustrated or because they thought, well, this is just stupid um parallel universe is blah kind of like Morgan thinks, and Morgan Grant, I'm not trying to boil down your opinion to. Sounds stupid. I promise that's not what I'm trying to say here.
1: Well, no, I think, no, you're right. I've I would heard just say criticism
2: I'm... of this ending, and I think it boils down to that. And I wish it didn't, because there's a ama- again, same thing we said about some of the other games. There's an awesome, amazing game up to that point, and if you don't like the ending, just because you don't like the way the story wraps up, does not discredit that game from being great. And you were saying before, Morgan, that this is a rare case where the game was reviewed very highly score-wise but um people didn't like the ending. I don't think that's rare at all. I think that's the norm. You look at objectively, you look at The Last of Us 2. It scores pretty high and a lot of people didn't like the ending. Granted a lot of people didn't like a, a lot of other things in that game as well. I think there are a lot of games like that. Mass Effect 3 is another one. Um we could probably look at Fable 2's score. I think we did and it had a fairly high score. And for me, that's a controversial ending, and I know for some other people it is too. I don't think that's a rare occurrence. I think that there are a lot of people out there who a, are able to keep an objective mindset, but we often hear the people who are on the opposite ends of the spectrum because they're the ones that speak the loudest.
0: Yeah, I, but I, I and I think that's fair. I mean, it has a 94 metric, by the way. I, I think what, what Josh is saying is what I, the reason why I don't like it though, Josh, I think it articulated it very well is that if I'm on an adventure in a game, and at any point they go into other universes, it makes me feel like my particular story is less important and special. And, and sometimes if the narrative, the design of the narrative is to make you feel that way, then it could definitely work. Like if if Ken Levine's you know um, Endgame was to make us feel like our personal story in Bioshock Infinite didn't really matter that much because there's all these different ones happening, then he succeeded because that's how I felt. But um, the way I feel with Parallel Universe is if there's all these different... Oh, but over here in this universe, it's the same except this happened a little better. Then I just feel like my journey doesn't have any sort of specialness to it, you know. Um, so that's that's the only reason I get hung up on parallel universes.
1: So it's, well, it's not the concept.
3: Uh, uh, again, I don't want to put words in Josh's mouth. And you can correct me if I'm wrong here. <laughs> I think more so the point he was trying to say about that was that like once they pull out to well, there's so many other universes they never focus back in on the universe you're in and making the stage matter and that's the problem
4: the reason they're doing that is because it's not just a parallel universe thing they also have a time looping thing going on which is kind of oh yeah bizarre and like the whole point is that it ends up feeling like like the point is the princess is another castle you will be doing this forever. There's no way out. Um, and then they try to give you this feeling of hope in that whenever they go to the, the lighthouse scene of like, but maybe, maybe one of your times through here, you won't completely fuck it up like this time. Um, and And that feeling is not good enough, I think for me as as a resolution to the personal story we're on um because what that kind of i want to see that ending i want to see it or have it not be out there i guess is kind of i don't know i don't know it it ends up feeling Um, like you have to
0: imagine
4: that ending yes yes very much wants you to draw your own conclusions
0: Yeah. yeah, I I think there's there is some interesting yeah. merit there for sure. Which, again, whether like, you're into it or not. Yeah,
4: like one the, the J- very J- end is I I I, <laughs> I was disagreeing with I was doing an awful lot of raised eyebrows during Shay's speech about the rest of the game being great because I think the ending was less of a problem than all the fucking robots you end up fighting through that game and it kinda Yeah. I don't know. The combat gets very repetitive before you finish that game for a while.
3: I think um, I had thrown this out recently on another one of our podcasts, but I, I remember going back when the HD collection uh, came out and actually thinking now, years later, going back to that, for the sake of the combat feeling better, I think Bioshock 2 is actually better than Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Well, There's so mm, much more to I play so. with in the combat. I liked, yeah. I would I say, liked mm, the mm, like mm.
4: the verticality and stuff that they were doing, mm. but... There were so many more bullet sponge enemies with all those robots wandering around that just didn't feel as good. Yeah.
0: Um, for sure. Yeah. I think it's an incredibly well-made game. I get the reviews, but it just didn't stick with me because I, I, I feel like it was just shades of the first, there was weird things about that game. Like the fact that you traveled around on these little hooks that sounded so cool, but as I was playing the game, I'm like... This is a very uh, dangerous way to. You just like grab onto these like little zip lines and I you're thought just the out. Was cool. It,
3: I just wish they had done a little bit more with the combat in those sequences because there was yeah, a lot of potential it was, there. It was just
0: very ludicrous. That whole g- that game is just very ludicrous. Skyhook, the, the city um, in the
3: sky, you were fine with, but once they're traveling on rails, that's where well, that's where it gets unbelievable no, it's, for you. It's
4: that next ten feet to get up to the. I, I think the whole the game system, while I was that, playing that's where it, it all I, becomes
0: unbelievable. It was. Eng- well, hey Josh, yeah. I think the, the game was very well executed. I'm just saying as I was playing, I'm like, okay, they're going. The suspension of disbelief for me is causing me to lose enjoyment. Um, but I want to get to this uh, comment
1: from Tony Solman.
3: I don't understand that, to be quite honest with you. Like, I don't understand why it has to be realistically feasible. For you to enjoy it, like it's clearly I, well, insane I mean, science fiction.
0: It, it just has to be sort. I, I, First, it's in my brain, man. Like if the game is centered around like realistic emotions and stuff, I like fantasy. Look, it'd so, be like, a long Skywalker's not allowed we, to have we, emotions. Well, I feel like the first Bioshock was a good way like doing something that's fantasy but it still felt grounded enough to me where I wasn't like ah this is weird that's you know like it's not like a huge deal breaker it's just like it'll kind of irritate me throughout the experience and kind of sully my enjoyment you know um you know video game storytelling is already kind of hampered in a, in a lot of cases I'm,
3: I'm gonna um, be honest with you and tell you I'm kind of baffled by that take
0: <laughs> yeah well I mean it makes sense if you look at my Final Fantasy 7 like I was so frustrated by a lot of the you know, I'm like, should I take this seriously or is it a goofy anime? I don't yeah, know what I mean, to do. I don't know what they want from me.
3: It's both. I, that's hard for anime me. Anime can have stakes,
0: Morgan. Well, well uh, like you're allowed to steaks? wield
3: the giant sword and go Super Saiyan three and still have emotions. Like,
0: well, I it's harder for me to, to, to for whatever reason as an adult. We, I can psychoanalyze that one day down the road. Tony Salman said Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic two because at the time. Um, because of time constraints by Obsidian, LucasArts, they had to scrap huge chunks uh, not in the game. Oh, sorry. This comment's kind of fucked up. Damn it, Tawny! Okay, I'm trying to piece this together. Star Wars Knight of the Old Republic 2. Okay, so Obsidian had to scrap a chunk of the game. It says, final stage on Malachor 5 just is thrown together and you have no idea what is actually happening. Okay. Um, does anybody play Knights of Old Republic 2 enough to have a comment on I that?
3: never finished 2 because I don't think it's really... Good way before
0: the ending. That's what happened to me too. I also beat. I like one a lot. I love one. One's one of my favorite games ever.
4: Yeah, no, those are not my favorite. It's like I, I didn't get to the ending of two either, just because the whole thing feels like a solo D and D campaign, which is not a bad thing. There's plenty yeah, of room for yeah. that. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it just I don't know. It just wasn't my favorite thing. <sighs>
0: Maybe if you had played it at the... I remember It probably feels dated now, but I remember playing Knights of the Republic at the time and being like, holy shit, this is like magic. Well,
4: it very
3: much was proto-Mass Effect.
4: Yes,
0: yeah, yes, first first one, that's very true.
4: Least. Well, I mean, no, it's yeah, it was very was much. Because, I mean, even Mass Effect, I'm sure you remember, way, way more RPG than the next two, which... Yes. Yeah, they kind of really overcorrected because they realized they had a well, big I, thing I mean, there I and felt wanted like, to be even more major. Well, and they were,
0: well, there was choice, like good and bad, and like there are like, and there's a huge twist in that game where you found out that you are like this bad guy oh, from the lo- the
3: that whole thing is actually like I really love that sort of writing. People really love that story, like they wanted to be given the film treatment.
0: Mm-hmm. Dude, that game at the time was just there was this magic. whole
3: article at the time when uh, the most recent Star Wars movie dropped um, that like in the lore book for that because uh, you know how a lot of that movie is in a book and not in the movie. Um, uh, like the, uh, the fleet that Palpatine builds in the most recent star Wars film, all of the divisions are named after Sith Lords. And one of them is named is like the Revan fleet. So nerds all over the internet were like Revan's cannon.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That made me laugh. They wanted it so bad to be true. Corn space said halo two. The subtitle was "Finish the fight. Yet there have been many games since then. Bastards lied to me.
3: Um, I still think the subtitle for Halo Infinite should be Finish the Fight Again.
4: <laughs> Even though two. they've already told but us she... the entire point of that game is to never
3: actually See, end. Uh, the fight will be perpetual. In I Halo love the idea infinite. of finish the fight. fight.
0: Mm-hmm. Halo Infinite is a little bit of a contradiction to finish the fight, isn't it?
3: It kind <laughs> of is. I I like to think at this point it's actually just going to have the same ending as Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> like They're going to be like, there's always a ring. There's always mm-hmm. a Spartan. Yep.
0: God, that would just make me want to kill. And there's always a tanga
2: egg, (laughs) jerky, Master Chief, off.
0: Uh, Zach Helm's also said Halo 2, that cliffhanger broke my heart, or literally any Assassin's Creed game. Do they have bad endings, Assassin's Creed games, or is he just throwing shade? Uh, Halo, Uh...
3: Halo. uh, I'm sorry, Assassin's Creed 3 is a bad ending, but also the whole game's bad.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: What? Which one was it? Where, like. Desmond is in the real world and like people just start dying. That's three. Like his main Yeah. That's that's what I thought it
4: was. Yeah, that ending
2: was Yeah, just the the issue with
4: bad. all the endings there is that they've got this framing device that they can't have resolved because they're always going to want to make more Assassin's Creed games. So you get to the endings of them and then they give you essentially Nothing happening, like nothing getting resolved at, at, you know, in that framing device, because of but course it can't But then three
3: rushes to resolve it. Yeah, they don't
4: it. want it to resolve.
3: Yeah, but three rushes to resolve it so it could shed itself of the framing device going forward, Yeah, which now there's a new framing device, because as it turns out, people liked the framing device, and they were mad when mm-hmm. Ubisoft ruined it. Um, and three, three comes to a head in a weird way, because that ending feels so rushed. And yet that game has a lot of fully playable, like, you are an assassin sequences in modern day, uh, Mm. before
4: that happens. Which, yeah, I'm, I'm actually curious about, like, I think the Desmond bits were actually good. Like, I liked those in one and two. Like, really, I would not have minded, like, a game where it was, like, a split, like, half and half, like... Or even, like, I always imagined,
3: and this is way back when, that they were eventually building up to with the story they were telling, doing an Assassin's Creed game that is like, okay, Desmond's an assassin now. We're going to resolve the story. This last mm-hmm. game is fully set in modern day.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's... I was interested in seeing where that went. Um, But then, yeah, like, they realized they always wanted to go back and do something historical, so they couldn't really have that through line for, like framing all the rest of them and so now, now they've kinda... got
3: one again uh and we're coming up yeah. on the third game that's gonna have that
4: and i do think
3: layla is an interesting character and they're doing mm-hmm. interesting stuff um but again it becomes one of those how long can you
4: put that off without resolving it yeah it's yeah it's it's frustrating because yeah yeah it it seems like at least historically i know nothing's gonna come of it and that it's frustrating knowing that they're never going to really give us anything satisfactory for such a tiny part of these massive mm-hmm. games. Cause, Cause again, it's almost no one gets to the ending of these things. So it's, yeah, it so long. It's not financially um, in their best interests to focus on that. <laughs> the ending
3: part's not important. Nobody's even playing that. Mm
0: hmm. <laughs> Uh, uh, JT Ruiz says, one of our new patrons here, actually, no, he's been a patron for a while, good friend of ours. Um, I just want to call everyone a new patron. New patron. Uh, JT Ruiz says, Far Cry 5. This is a good one I really wanted to respond to. Oh, Far Cry 5.
4: He's one of our new patrons.
0: (laughs) This is a (laughs) fun one, so spoilers, uh, fair warning. Um, How do you let the player crush through that game only to essentially lose to the main villain and have the uh deus ex machina like nuclear war occur at the very end of the game by the way no with no foreshadowing whatsoever it feels so terrible to get so far only to have the game spit in your face Uh, first of all i like to have my face spit in it's one of my kinks
3: to be fair the game was bad the entire time so there was a Mm -hmm. lot of foreshadowing in that like it it foreshadowed Uh, that the ending would be bad by being a bad game
0: (sighs) uh Uh, i know that's (laughs) incorrect um a fine game uh that you get so you know i like game and all of a sudden the shovels are gone there's no shovels <laughs> there's, there's no shovels.
4: <laughs>
3: mister uh, you we can't... ain't seen a shovel in these parts in 40
4: years unless
3: you're
0: digging a grave <laughs> no. yeah i didn't see any shovels in new dawn either <laughs> on that now that is a not so great game um no yeah it's just one of those like sort of because of the shovels there's, it says there's different endings so i don't know the technicality of how you, uh, how you get all of a all of them, but the one I got was the same. Where the basically the bad guy had me handcuffed inside of his, his cellar, and the nuclear explosion went off. And I I liked it at the time because it basically was sort of the anti good guy ending. It was like everything was fucked. Um, I was chained to the bad guy's uh, <laughs> table in his. I so I was stuck with this villain that I thought was really interesting for presumably all of eternity. Um, Is the irony at so, the end
3: that it's a folding table and you could have just lifted the leg and gotten up <laughs> the entire time?
0: Yeah. yeah, we became good friends and we played beer pong on the table. No, yeah, it's it's uh, it was maybe it was like a pipe or something. you chained you to. He handcuffs you to something. um More kinks, but yeah. So I I to be honest with you, um J C Ruiz, I uh, I <laughs> I really liked it. I did.
2: You know, you um, can finish that game in ninety seconds. From the no, that's Far Cry Four. No, that's Far Cry Five.
1: They
0: there's they say you can finish it pretty fast.
2: No, it's not. They say you can. Ninety like, seconds. There's a, there's a point at the beginning of the game where um, what's his name? Joseph? Is that the main guy? The main villain? Of yeah, five, Joseph Seed. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's a choice at the beginning where like you do something, like you invade his little compound, and you have <sighs> yes, to make yes. a choice. And if you just let the controller sit there for 90 seconds, I can't remember exactly what happens, but the game just kind of makes a choice for you, and then oh, it ends the game.
0: Oh, when you go to handcuff him? That's funny. I didn't know that. I didn't Four, know that. Four
3: has the same thing uh, at the beginning when you're at your dinner meeting with Peg and Ming, and the game starts when he says, I'll be right back, and then you have to like walk away and get the game started. If you just sit there for a few minutes and wait for him to come back, he gets you a helicopter ride home, and the credits roll.
2: Yeah there's a, and there's actually a super secret alternative one like i had to look this one up on the internet to beat far cry 5 is you just turn it off um, turn the you turn well that's exactly what i was gonna say you turn it on you're like i don't want to play this game and then you turn it right back off and then you beat I it. i
3: thought you were serious i'm sorry I thought, no I no that's exactly serious. what i was going with it oh that's great you good.
2: great minds <laughs> We're on uh, each other's uh wavelength there.
0: You know what? I will not be brought into this Far Cry Five bashing, god damn it. Long live Far Cry Five. It's you no know, it's just a game, but I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's much like a game we'll talk about later. It's just a video game. You know, it's an open world game. You check boxes, you shoot people. It's get. it's I enjoyed it because of the Montana stuff. Uh it was a perfect storm for me, Rich. Fishing, Montana, uh drugs, hallucinogenic drugs, you know. That sort of thing. Yeah, First, far we, we know Morgan's done tons of those.
3: <laughs> you don't see.
0: Him? No, 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 I would be too afraid.
3: It's not um, that scary. Exactly. It just uh, feels like you're dying, and it lasts forever.
0: <laughs> Dude, Ro-
2: like <laughs> Robitussin and Benadryl. <laughs> when you're sick, those man, the, the hallucinations you see, wow,
0: feels that like dying, shit, and you man. last forever.
2: One time my friend told me fried
0: in ninety-six. My friend told me he had a bad trip on mushrooms and he tried to claw his dick off with his fingernails. And I was like, Well, that doesn't sound bad. Well, Well, that's why you have
3: somebody watch you. You, Like, also that's
0: not true.
3: Yeah, I also don't believe that, but
0: don't do that shit on mushrooms. If you're a good any sort of good drug story is uh, exaggerated, of course, and (laughs) and built up to be something better than it was. And I'm just sitting there like, Well, you clawed your dick off? Wow.
3: I mean, granted, to be fair with you, like, I've done hallucinogenics and been, like, totally fine. Like, in college once, I specifically remember this morning a bit. I'm on the phone with my friend in the morning making breakfast, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to drop acid later. Can you uh, pick me up and take me to the mall? And he's like, sure.
2: I thought you were going to say to the morgue.
3: <laughs> and I was like, that's a great place to <laughs> no, do that. That's, that's a the morbid morgue. tripping right there, and we man. We just walked around the mall, and it was fun. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know what? You seem yeah. like you could handle that better than I could, Rich. Um, I tell you this: I could handle drugs a lot better before my kids are born, and then it really fucked me up in the head.
3: Well, you're supposed to be watching your kids. Like, you're not, <laughs> I you couldn't imagine be on that drugs. That you're
2: in
0: your little <laughs> closet doing mushrooms, and one of your children
2: runs in. No, uh, like no, you I mean <laughs> specifically with your anxiety. <laughs>
0: no, I mean I like uh, whenever I, if, if you have like um, like a parenting plan, like let's say you're divorced, and so it's their time to watch the kid or whatever. I, I may have experimented with some stuff, and I'll tell you what: once you have a kid, and you're just worried about their safety, and you know you being alive for them, that shit fucks you up big time. I can't, I can't even touch, true. It, can't even touch drugs anymore.
2: You take a Viagra? I gotta pick up my child in two hours, and I can't get my boner to go down.
0: <laughs> Fuck. God, one time. Why does this keep a, happening to me? <laughs> it's one time I took a Viagra, God it. and a bottle only said four hours.
1: Died.
0: Uh, anyways, uh, thank you JT. Uh, oh, I should say Justin Taylor. I know some, I know these patrons names. If I, I should just be saying their names at this point. I'm so used to saying screen names. So, well,
3: I um, think it's fun if you say the screen name, cause then someone else sees it on like an Instagram comment or something and they're like, Hey, I know that guy.
0: That's true. That's true. Should I be more, per- uh, that'll be a pull. Do you want me to use your real name or your screen name? Um, Yeah, and you know what's funny about this, Shay? Kind of how we go in circles in the beautiful way that we do. That we actually, this was a topic that you wanted to do back on, I looked it up last night, somebody mentioned it. Episode 51 of the Chompcast, we talked about game endings with a a guest host. Um, We did, we did, yeah, we did. And, like, one of the things, like, I was kind of, I
2: remember some of these conversations that we had, and I kind of wanted to discuss some of these newer games but when we got to like when we mentioned the last of us 2 i was like man we just talked about that game ad nauseum and then same with final fantasy 7 like i kind of wanted to talk about some of these games with a newer fresher perspective and um some of the games -er. too but the thing the thing i think is important that we discuss this again is at 50 episodes we were finding our footing still i think I think at episode 203, we've really found our footing and kind of where we stand and everything. And it's important because we've experienced so much within um, 150 episodes that we have com- some, some completely different perspectives. I remember I shit on Fable 2 in that episode as well. But I, th- I think <laughs> I think it's important to have opinions. a different... Well, some, yes, not all. But I think it's also important to have a completely di- different perspective on things. Like, we could have talked about Prey, uh, the newest game, the newest Prey that released, which was also a controversial episode. Except, nobody cares about well. Prey.
0: <laughs> I care about Prey. I love Do you really? Game. You like that game? I yeah. loved Prey. The new one? Wow.
4: Prey's really good. Yeah. It is a very
0: good. Um, game. yeah, 150 episodes from now, you can shit on Fable 2 again.
4: Oh, don't
2: worry. Just, I will be shitting on that game until the day I die. I'm gonna be like eighty-nine and someone's gonna be like, what's the one thing you regret? And I'm gonna be laying there on my deathbed. I'm gonna be like, that I spent thirty hours playing Fable Two, what a fucking shit game. And that's and my my non existent grandchildren are gonna be like, My grandfather's last words were gibberish because I don't know what the hell he was talking mm-hmm. about. And that's gonna yeah. be on my tombstone. Fable two is a shit game. Take that, Jeez. Lion head.
0: Such an interesting, interesting cross to bear. <laughs> I feel uh, Hey, you know what? We all have our crosses to bear. We have to do it. Um, yeah, so I the thing it just got me thinking the most about was sort of as an <laughs> No, I'm just I'm the, imagining
4: those those two children sitting there looking, looking at their grandfather passing away. And as they slowly, slowly disappear, and you can see his tombstone with, <laughs> with Fable 2 as a shit game on it. <laughs> both of them look at each other as they're as they're starting to become invisible. Now, now from like the elbow up, and just look at each other's eyes and say, "That's why Grandpa never got laid.
0: He was just too obsessed with mm-hmm. Fable 2." Yeah. And then they that's just right. blink
4: out of existence.
0: Just, everybody just, can just the wind in, in this world. The but there's another, there's another dimension, Josh. Mm-hmm. That's different. Okay, mm-hmm. sure that's right. Uh, and that dimension, and just, needs Fable Three is a
4: shit. You can't game, even so. see the tombstone because there are so hey, so many women just throwing too. themselves. <laughs>
0: Yeah, at, in that universe, it's at just, a
4: grave marker, hoping for, they're, for they're one. They're just literally the soil themselves a, at the tombstone,
2: just like, yeah, just <laughs> fl- like, like Elder Scrolls Oblivion, just like ragdolling themselves towards the fucking tombstone. Just to be clear, this... you
3: guys all carry around a picture of like your entire family in case you find yourselves into a back of the future scenario. Hmm. Nope, you gotta sit, look at it, and see if they're disappearing if you screwed up the timeline. <laughs> you never know. <laughs>
0: Uh well let me get my gross joke in real fast. They're all yeah, they Did you do that tomb- several times earlier? His his tombstone is actually uh drifting because the soil is coming up because it's just so wet. Um from, Elaborate. Oh from all the juices. Um Expand on that. You know, like when soil gets He's just a moist uh, individual. Sort of <laughs> 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 Um So <laughs> Really right. well hydrated. Are you trying
2: that? to explain anatomy without understanding anatomy, Morgan? Is that I, what's
0: happening? You... you know, oh, I was just saying that the, all the women were so wet that the ground was basically, you know... So you, there's
3: a lot of women hanging out... It's like a mud
0: grave. Sun. Yeah, they're just squirting all over his grave, basically. Um... Seems inappropriate. Shay would not be happy to know that game basically has a 90 Metacritic. So don't, don't look at that because people think. Fable you know, 2 you is know what amazing. I'm not
2: happy about is the fact that you keep thinking anybody gives a fuck about the Metacritic scores. That's the true thing that makes me unhappy.
0: Well, it's, it's sort of a fun running joke now. So I got to commit to it. Um, <laughs> I, I got to do it. Uh, but yeah, Fable 2 received really, really well. Except by those users 6.6. 6. Ugh shay was one of those you wrote one of, of those that's reviews what? didn't you that's me <laughs> you wrote one that's of those that's me like once a month
2: once a month like i tell you guys like i can't do the podcast and i just you sit make in my hotmail account eight hours holding my dick in my hand like kind of cowering no. in a corner Fuck like, fable too <laughs> uh, and then with my free hand i'm kind of just like lazily typing on my computer going into forums on the going on metacritic this game is shit and i'm going on social media just lambasting this game like fuck fable two piece of shit i have like 10 alt accounts on twitter they all follow Lionhead it's just weird so that you're doing them. a voice because you're hey. alone hey.
1: <laughs> well
3: yeah,
2: that's I, that's the voice i have that's the one morgan gave me
0: so it's that's the one i do voice oh okay yeah well, i mean sad you guys yourself. don't have
3: a typing
1: voice Terrible. all
0: right um anyways moving on it's interesting to think about these controversial endings all these years later and how they sit with us for better or worse. I do want to say, take a moment after the topic every week to sort of highlight the Sword Chomp community and why it's such a cool thing to be a part of. For example, if you take the time to go to patreon.com slash swordchomp and you sign up for one of our tiers to support us, fund us, keep us uh keep us alive. Our five dollar tier is probably the most popular tier because that gets you access to a top secret Instagram page where we take um, comments and questions from and, and read them on the show. And you get inside jokes, videos, all sorts of stuff from the podcast. You can only find on this secret Instagram page. And it's a very easy way to have contact with us as well. You also get access to our Discord channel, which is thriving. Our on our community is amazing. We try to jump in there whenever we can as well um and of course you'll get a shout out on the podcast which we're doing today we're doing some shout outs to our patrons um we have a bunch of other tiers as well as a ten dollar tier that gets access to early podcasts which you don't want to miss because chomping after dark is now our up and coming it's a hit show on the rise it's a podcast we just launched chomping after dark shea hosts it we do spoilers only spoilers for games and you'll get those shows much earlier than they go public. So you get to fund us, you get access to the Patreon Instagram page, you get the shout outs, the discord and you get early podcasts. I mean, you can't beat that deal. So, uh, and of course we have a $20 tier that gets you skypes with us. So yeah, go check it out. Patreon.com slash There's a lot of incredible stuff going on in chomp nation, our community. And of course, if you go to swordchomp.com. You can find links to everything podcasts, merchandise. Merchandise. Did I say merchandise? Merchandise. Reviews. (laughs) Merchandising. Yeah, me and and Rich have been, you know, I really want that, you know, I really want the website.
4: Sword Chomp the (laughs) Breakfast Cereal. Sword Chomp the the Flamethrower.
3: flamethrower.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is that from? (laughs) That's weird. You guys both knew whatever that was. I feel left We're out. We're just
3: not going to tell you because now we yeah. want uh, people to c- let yell at you in the comments for not mm-hmm. knowing what that's from.
0: I just think of the Michael Scott line where he's like, I love inside jokes. I'd like to be part of one someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, sort uh Patreon. I actually don't know what that's from. I'm trying to rack my brain. I don't know You didn't know it from. either? Oh, okay. No. Oh. <laughs> I see Shade debating. Like, Should I admit that? glad you're here for that, <laughs> I... Josh.
2: <laughs> no, like I was, I was sitting here. I was like, I was trying to rack my brain. I was like, vaguely familiar, but I don't recognize it. And we let it stand like that. We'll tell you at the end of the show. Well, yeah. it's yes, not from to... a Monty Python film, is it? Nope. Wait, 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 wait. No, but... is it from like, uh, 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 like Spaceballs or like yeah. one of those kind of movies? Yeah.
0: One of those kind yeah. of movies. <laughs> it
2: was. Is it, well, I mean, like Blazing Saddles. It was Spaceballs. It was, yeah. Oh, okay, it was space That's what I thought. Space that's space 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 how space 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 I space 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 it. You got there. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: okay. I was going to say you can go to their Discord and tell us, sign up for our Patreon and go tell us what is in the Discord, but we got there.
2: No, you can't, bitch. Are we ever going to do Ooh, the fucking the boudoir tier where Morgan does boudoir shoot? Are we ever
4: going to do well, that tier, guys? That's for fans. We have so, so many, many boudoir Onlyfans. tiers. It's almost exclusively tiers in the boudoir.
0: Is the $666 tier still there?
4: That's what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. It's the mark of the That's where you do
2: the boudoir shoot. It's like an unpublished one that has sat there ever since I created the Patreon.
0: (laughs) The
3: worst part was, if somebody subbed to it, we'd just have to use all that money to, like, get a proper shoot
0: done. Um, like. We <laughs>
2: You know, no, 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 to no. Rip on no. Morgan. I'm sorry. We'd have Don't to s- it, use that money to get you some lipo on that gut, Morgan, and then you'd be sexy enough to do that boudoir shoot. That'd be nice. Put I it, wouldn't put all that extra fat in your tits.
0: <sighs> I, I'd have some big tits if I did that. That's, that's some large. That sounds some like a worthy titties. goal. Yeah, it really does. I could just. <laughs> Have you, I saw this uh thing one time, this guy who injected a bunch of um silicone into his penis because he had the one had the world's largest penis and it was like just nothing but silicone have you ever seen that? It was fucking crazy. Like I'm literally the one who told you about that video. Are you sure? I am hundred percent sure. I just had it, it on it. a
3: Google search.
0: Uh yeah, it's it's horrifying and and it, yeah. it wasn't even for sexual reasons, he just wanted to have a big penis. Um
2: no, 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 no. He did it because he, he was in porn and he wanted other guys to fuck his dick hole. That's what that video was.
0: I, th- Ooh, I don't know if that's what I, the one I saw. I that is 100% because like I'm the one who showed it to that you. That makes me uncomfortable. Okay. I mean, I'm, well, just, we'll talk about it after the show. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm no, glad we no, can talk wait, about I'm just going to call it a night after the show.
0: <laughs> I don't, you know, once the hole is involved, I'm just, I get a little squeamish. Um, that hole is called the urethra. Okay. The more you know.
1: Didn't know that, um, one. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: didn't pass ninth grade health uh, class. Uh,
0: God damn, you're distracting me! Oh! Alright, 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 okay, back on track. Um, Patreon.com slash swordchomp. So, I want to squeeze a couple of polls in here before we talk about uh, some video games. Shay, you'll be happy to hear, of course, that 62% of our audience said Crash Bandicoot. Is there a preferred franchise over Jack and Daxter? Um, do we have agreement or disagreement here? <laughs> the the poll is hilarious. Preferred I, is weird to me. So
2: Morgan and I, just so you guys understand what was going on, we were trying to figure out, well, I was mainly trying to figure out what, what poll it was that really disappointed me. We got there. It was the Spyro versus the Ratchet and Clank. And the fact that Spyro lost really irked me. But... For some reason, I was convinced in my mind that it was Crash versus Jack and Dexter. And then Morgan's like, "I can't find that poll." so he ran that poll, and I was like, "Wait, it was Crash Bandicoot versus Ratchet and Clank." And he was like, "It was Spyro versus Ratchet and Clank." And I was like, "I 31 is not treating me very kindly because I, I had two completely unrelated franchises in my mind that pitted against each other. so
0: what is that called when like you feel like you've been so injured in the past that you feel like you're being attacked when you're not like his Crash Bandicoot has been he's been beaten down so many times on the show for his love of Crash Bandicoot that he's like it's like a phantom limb thing you know he feels like I know Crash loves, but no no Crash actually beat the shit out of Jack and Daxter people
3: love Crash. I like both those um, franchises quite a you bit. You know, yeah, uh-huh. Jack
0: Jack Two was amazing. Um, and I think the Jack Three kinda got lost in the shuffle because I didn't never even played it. I played um, a lot of
3: Jack Three. I do think Jack Two is better. Um Jack One is a different game in a lot of respects, but I yeah. it's a game I like a lot also. Like it's it's mo- like a
0: generic Platformer.
3: I don't. It's not that it's generic. It's it's more in line with something like a crash, like a more modern Crash Bandicoot, than like Jack Two, then totally changed its tone and like added guns and stuff.
0: Yeah, I thought the first one. Uh, you know, to be honest, it's just been a long time. Jack and is
3: more of just a platformer.
0: Mm-hmm. Of and
3: a lot
2: of people forget stuff. about.
0: Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes.
2: I definitely thought Jack Two was the superior model when he was in Tekken two. Uh definitely mm-hmm. the better version than definitely Jack agreed. Tekken one.
0: A lot of people forget about Daxter too on the PSP. It's a good game.
4: I uh, I
3: enjoyed Daxter for what it was. Uh yeah.
0: simple. You fight game.
3: bugs. It uh You do. Gives you a little fun De- backstory because you know you start Jack two and you're like, Two years? Took Daxter two years? To save Jack? What the fuck you doing? And apparently he was being an exterminator.
0: Yeah, he was busy exterminating. And I think, and it's weird because that franchise has just disappeared. Whereas Crash Bandicoot, something still people talk about. It's been remastered. I just feel like it's just more. Well, on it's, the, it's the older,
3: and there was more of the the rise in that. Like it, it's another one. Naughty Dog moved on to do another stuff. Uh, yeah, there was a fourth Jack game that I feel like nobody played, and there was Jack X Combat Racing.
0: There was a Jack Four.
3: It's not called that, um, but there w- it was not done by Naughty Dog. There was a fourth Jack game.
0: I'm gonna Jack four later. I will. Really? I will look I up did. the title of it okay. for you briefly. Josh, it's though. not four.
3: It's not four. But... <laughs> it's a fourth Jack game. <laughs> not much
0: of a game? Um, let's see. <laughs> jack and Daxter: The Lost Frontier. Oh, that sounds like garbage just from the name. I can just I can smell garbage whenever I hear it. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense either. How do you smell things? You How hear? do you
3: hear garbage?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I hear your voice every week. Dun, 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 shh. Come IG-
4: on. That was that, a good that one. That one actually worked.
3: Yeah. Actually, Morgan, maybe you should reevaluate. <laughs> it has a 71% on Metacritic.
0: Oh, okay. All right. IGN completely. gave it a
3: 7.4 out of 10.
0: Got to love a good seven sometimes. Oh, that's what she said. So damn it sounds it,
3: like damn it's it. mediocre. <clears throat>
0: Yes, perfectly mediocre. Uh, let's see. Did the lackluster Halo Infinite showing Sour You on the Xbox Series X? Our audience was pretty split on that, about 55 to 45 saying no. Um, which it leads me to believe the conclusion there, because it's basically become a meme at this point, how bad that uh, Halo uh, Infinite Presentation was visually. Um, makes me think that, number one, maybe Halo just isn't that important to people anymore. Is, is that a fair assumption I could make, or am I jumping the gun a little bit?
3: You're always jumping the gun a little bit.
0: Okay. Nobody really... Oh. It's one of those things, like, we that. can
4: completely agree with you and you're still jumping the gun.
0: Um... <laughs> It just makes you wonder. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's not the big of a deal because I, I, like, even if Halo has a bad showing, maybe people are still on board. Or, you know, there are the the, the Xbox community is more diehard because it's a smaller community. And maybe they're like, hey, I'm going to buy this Halo game no matter what. I don't give a shit how showing the, you know, mediocre the showing was. Which I think we're all in that boat, right? We're all going to play it.
3: Absolute garbage.
0: I I will say this, playing a lot of Halo 2 lately, that. I can literally just go to my Xbox and pay nine ninety nine, and I'll have access to Halo Infinite, which is pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So That's
1: I'll, very I'll, cool. I'll, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that'll be on what? Game Pass for everyone. So Josh will that on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Game Pass, no matter how, Yeah. That I... They actually came out and responded to that. Um, one of the developers of, of Halo Infinite came out and responded to that on Twitter, basically saying, hey, we hear you loud and clear. And and we're going to make the changes we need to um, something to that effect. So it's I, I wonder if behind the scenes they knew it was going to go badly. It's hard for me to imagine. They're just sitting there like, for example, Halo is known for its skyboxes. Yet there's that clip going around of Master Chief getting on the elevator, looking at the sky. And literally, it's just populating the world as he's staring at it, which completely ruins the illusion. Um. I thought it was fine. Not good, not good. But yeah, still excited for that game. Um, Josh, look like you're gonna say something when I said Halo is known for its skyboxes. You're Nothing not a is fan known of that? for its
4: skyboxes. That's not a thing.
0: Halo. People always say Halo's great skyboxes.
3: I, you're the first person who I've ever heard say that.
0: That that can't be. That's no, not true. No,
4: it's it's true, and it was true. That's the reason why we had a whole show title about a game being famous for its skybox. When you've said
0: this before. In the past. I think Fish said that, actually. Fish said that. Stop putting he words always knows for his now, sky. So he's not here to Ooh. defend himself. Ooh, I'm mad now. You guys got me all riled Let's up. Let's get Fish on the line. <laughs> I, I'm riled up. I'm putting that right here. I'm putting this in the, put in the poll questions. Can you put all in a, right. instead
3: of like, yes or no, can you put like, yes or what the
0: fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, that's fine. I'll do that just for you. Bullshit. Um. Anyways, so I want to talk a little... Josh finally got to, to play some of this, and I know we've been continuing to play Ghost of Tsushima, which a lot of people seem to be playing and enjoying out there in the world. So I want to kind of catch up with you guys, as well sure. as myself, a little bit on Ghost of Tsushima. Not Ghost of Shoshimi, unfortunately, uh, as it's known around the uh, Sword Chomp Discord. Uh, Josh... You were able to play some Ghosts of sushimi. I put a hilarious clip on the VIP Instagram page for our patrons, so I don't want to spoil it, Um, but it was a comical incident you had regarding uh, locking onto an enemy um, that had found a way to use nature to their advantage, one might say. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. When I was talking... it was on the
4: show, wasn't it? I'm pretty I talked on the show about how the game kinda has this lock on sort of combat. Maybe it wasn't. I can't remember if I talked about it. You
0: hadn't it played it by the last show. Okay, all no. right, so
4: no, this was since then. So I'll get into it now. But this, like basically every other, you know, triple A melee combat game at this point, uh, has, you know, just lock on. Like you whenever you get into an attack, you're you're basically just locked onto an enemy. Um, yeah. However, changes in elevation just break it and it won't actually connect. And this guy was standing like six inches up on a little piece of like just like a flagstone, just kind of sticking out there. And the character would not lock I hate on when to people him. stand on my six inches, just like you have to ask them to Seems take their heels. Off.
1: Um, yeah,
4: but like it would not lock on to him, could not kill the guy whatsoever and because of the auto platforming thing it also had going on it kept trying to jump to a different height above where the guy (laughs) was as well it took me like 20 seconds just jumping up and down trying to get on the same level as this
0: guy to finally kill him um it is odd that the uh like elevation is not accounted for whenever you're doing like an auto uh lock on which is it's amusing. Is that similar to because you guys play the Assassin's Creed games? Would you compare this combat in this game? Is it similar to something like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Origins? Uh,
1: Fairly, it's in the in same... some
0: ways, yeah. Um,
4: it's uh I'm trying to think of a good way to explain it. It feels more like some of the earlier Assassin's Creed games where. Way more of the focus was on using the hidden blades for combat. And quick parries and stuff. Yeah, so like Assassin's Creed 1 and 2, basically you never use any of the weapons except for the quick blades, and you just parry and one-shot everything, and that's kind of what this combat is like. Not strictly, like you're still hitting more than that, but an awful lot of it is kind of based on It's around... more about
0: breaking them down and trying to get them in well, their defense. Yeah, in terms just, of yeah, enemy just management landing one and good stuff, hit. yeah. In um, terms
1: of
3: enemy enemy management and all that, I think it really does, like you're saying, Josh, feel like an older Assassin's Creed game mm-hmm. when it comes. You, I think, compared to earlier Assassin's Creed games, you, especially as you get deeper into the game, you have a lot more tools at your disposal, and I think the combat really shines once you have every tool at your disposal. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that's what, what that's you're saying makes sense.
0: I I was gonna make that comparison, but I was worried. I'm like, well, I haven't played Assassin's Creed in a long time. But it still felt Assassin's Creedy to me. It's got. Um, no, I, I think right it's there. deeper.
4: It's deeper than that, yeah. but like stylistically, yes. it's it's in the same yes family.
0: The way you kind of skirt around too. the way, you, um, it's yeah. You it's it's definitely the way they've designed the. I was. I know you guys l- hate these expressions, but I try to stick to them when I can. I was joking during the Animal Crossing show that it, uh, about like regression through progression or progression through regression because like for example in Animal Crossing. You would just normally, um, you would just get a shovel, right? But in this game, it's like, oh, take four sticks from this tree and build a shovel, craft one. So it's a new and exciting gameplay thing in in the game that I enjoy, but technically they're making it uh, more work in, in, in an effort to sort of stretch that out and what i think is f- interesting about this game is and they do a pretty good job of it but uh it's i was i unlocked the role which i thought was funny because i was like oh you have to unlock a role now and it's like okay and that sounds like okay i see what kind of game this is you're going to slowly unlock all these things. like a lot of games you just start yeah. off with a role that would be what just kind something of role? you have
3: like a, a dinner roll kaiser roll
0: uh, uh what's a good j- japanese role? Uh, shay would probably know but he's busy playing video games they, they- uh no. sushi roll sushi there, roll there you go yeah, there you there go, go fella. fella there you go fella he was playing video games i caught him uh-huh. um he's like i don't care about this game i want to go play darkest dungeon found know it is. um no but i so hmm how are you how far are you josh how are you feeling about it so far um
4: i am halfway done with the first island i didn't get as much oh, i still played a ton but like
1: the it's game is huge
4: doom. And also, like, I've, I just didn't really have a lot of time this week because it's just just me and the kids at home this weekend. And also we had some editing issues along with me not having as much time. Ended up <laughs> having a, a second day of editing this week. So just didn't get as much time to play this. But um, as far as my opinion on it, I don't think the combat is any good. It is... It is... It's... <sighs> It's just, it's atrocious with none of the abilities. And then once you start adding everything else in there, it becomes serviceable. Like, there's there's a decent game in there, but you have to unlock, like, every piece of it. Um,
3: Having the full tool set is what makes it work. I agree with you 100% on that, which is why it behooves you to just kind of, Get yeah. those ability points well, and get the stuff.
4: And, but the thing too is you have to know which ones are actually worth having because there are a million things to upgrade and most of it doesn't actually improve the combat. Um, it's like that, that role you said you unlocked. The, yeah. the, the evasion tree is almost exclusively garbage except for the last talent point exactly you have to you have to go that. all the way down the tree to get the perfect evade ability which will allow you to
3: counter attack with the counter
4: attack with your perfect evades
0: oh that's which cool. is
4: amazing because especially against like the shield guys there there's never a parry option against them so you're always going to need to evade them but you're you're not rewarded for it until so you completely max out it's like which is strange because like six points, six or seven points into that tree yeah. for one talent you actually want. Which is strange because the
3: counterattack for the parry is like the second thing.
4: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um and it, it's hmm. just it's frustrating because there's an awful lot of stuff you can unlock that is basically useless. Like you can spend points to allow you to track uh, collectibles, which you don't need to. You, you don't need to You can also that. just look for the collectibles. So it's those are dead points. You can level up your stances, which you kind of combos. You kind of want to put two points in all of them because it increases your stagger with them. And oddly enough, switching stances is almost useless as well because it's almost useless until you put those two points in and because it's
3: you need each, that good long combo to really Well, it's like, not just that but outcome. like
4: yeah because at first you're are just, supposed to do yeah. extra stagger damage to <clears throat> matching enemy types but yeah. the baseline extra is not very much and some of them like the wind stance are super super slow attacks against people using spears who attack very quickly in this game so you can't even use the correct stance to counter them, without getting hit.
3: Unless you're the only time I found it with the spearman, with what you're talking about, with and this would be my go-to for the entire game is you get that parry ability that lets
4: you The auto parry par, par,
3: parry spear attacks. Yeah, and you go to wind stance, you parry them, and then you slam them with the wind stance.
4: Yeah. Well, the like, like halfway, halfway down, down the tree, stance you, you get water. something that all the all the abilities take too long in wind stance. But you get something that if if someone attacks you with a spear, it will automatically parry them, if you're in the middle of an attack. So it yeah. makes all those long animations Worth not it. just instantly get you killed, but like if if the stance that's supposed to counter something gets you killed against them, then it doesn't counter them, does it? Like I, you're way better off just killing spear users in oh, stone. Oh yeah, so stance. you're
0: not supposed to switch to that stance until they're ready to be hit, basically they're open no no is that no, what you're no saying? You've the, that's them? just
3: supposed to be the stance you use on it the... yeah well that's what i'm you're to saying do extra...
0: it doesn't work it's too it slow
4: it's too slow until you put like three or four points in and oh basically until you open, okay. at, at which point you will automatically parry oh people okay, with spears gotcha. so then it's just like okay you're so you're initially permanently... it's it's more yeah.
0: frustrating than it is helpful and it's it's yeah well, I think that's the issue with mm, issues. Tough. If you're into sort of the the grind of these games, I think people will probably find that satisfying. But yeah, it's it's a game that's sort of like it's designed to be at the end. You're gonna feel like you're having a good time, but you got it takes a long time to get there. Yeah, because well, you got Yeah, slowly... I've seen a lot of
4: comparisons to like Sekiro, but you get enemies will either swipe under your feet or lunge at you. Those are the two yeah. unblockable attacks. And you get the upgrades to be able to react to those as like two of the first upgrades you ever get. Whereas in this one, the stances changing stances is almost completely useless until you upgrade the stances. Um, and and even then, it doesn't feel super necessary, except for like, I yeah, it's just it,
0: I'm not super it, far. Even, among, even then, and at the end of like, the
4: first, there's there's so many dead talents. So yeah, many ones like sorry. the. Like I said, like the the tracking ones, there's a talent that lets you in that evasion tree that I was talking about that will let you counter attack after you avoid someone. You can already do that by just hitting attack after you avoid. So what the fuck does this talent do? Like it, it, I don't know. It just, it makes no sense why they put a bunch of the things in there that they even have. It's. Well, you it, know, people like, like... <laughs> people like to watch the number goes up.
0: People like to watch. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of the game is like, you know, it's pretty charming to follow foxes like three or four times. And eventually, you figure out that it, it's always going to be kind of the same thing. You'll follow a fox to a little stone, and then you'll push R two, and then you will just watch yep. a little it took bar you three go or
3: four up four times to realize it would always be the same. The, thing? Uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, it it's, one it's way more satisfying when <laughs> I was. I find I find the actual shrine before. The fox? Oh, I've had a few the, of those. At least years. like <laughs> half the times at this point. <laughs> the
0: fox is like, hey, motherfucker, how did you get here? My
3: favorite's when I just stumble across a shrine and I haven't found a fox den, and mm-hmm. then I just pray at it, and then a fox den appears on my map in an yep. area I have not cleared any fog off of. That's
0: great. Mm-hmm. Well, what I don't get is I had, today I had a um, point on my map that was already revealed, and then I ran into one of the golden birds, but it just flew me to the point that was already showing on my map. So I was like, I, it was weird. Yeah. I was like, how did I get that of. opened up? Um,
3: the birds seem weird. Sometimes the b- birds will just appear and lead you towards where you dropped a pin also. Um, oh, okay. Some of that stuff does seem a little weird.
0: It's probably just like extra. Like, they're most of the time you're going to have, they're going to help you, but sometimes they might just double up on something you already and, have. And um,
4: I, I think tell they you show guys, up in the same area, even after you've already found it, is kind of the thing. Um, which, I should
3: tell you guys... Uh, I'm on, like, the third island at this point. Like, I'm grinding towards the end. I've done pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest complaints about, actually, interestingly enough, what you were saying, Josh, about it taking too long to get places. It takes way too long to give you, like, the best armor set in the game, mm-hmm. which is the armor set from the box art the actual ghost armor. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. The That armor is built around using stealth mechanics, and it is built around one of my favorite things uh, you get a lot of later in the combat, which is that fear mechanic, mm-hmm. um, if you've seen any of that yet, which is if you kill people brutally enough, the people around them will just freak the fuck out and take freak off out. running, yeah. and it's really satisfying.
0: <laughs> it sounds like the combat gets pretty solid, but yeah, like why it's It's definitely on yeah. a slow, slow it uptick. feels good
3: where I am at right now, and like when I say it feels good, i mean like seventy five everything Josh is saying is a totally valid concern i it is far from a perfect piece of combat. It feels good at what it's doing and never like challenging enough that those shortcomings ever seem like a real problem.
0: It's pretty easy game even for me, and I suck at these things. they co- recently
4: added a new uh, yeah uh, difficulty had, oh god i I thought. It's the dumbest mode. Like they didn't retune anything or like change the combat at all. They just made up It's just a one-hit a mode. You've got yeah. any any time you take damage you die.
0: Um same which, goes
3: for enemies though. Yeah. Everything's frag it's fragile as fuck mode.
0: Mhm. Yes, yeah, which is interesting way to approach the difficulty, I guess. Um Yeah. I I well we get uh yes, I think I'm mostly with you guys on the combat. I don't feel I don't feel really high or really low on it. I just feel like it works well enough. Um, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of games where you like. I've already fought like thousands of enemies. So sometimes when I come across a group of seven or eight guys, I'm just like, I'm like so just tired of like fighting so many. Like the the way this you the get combat kind counter-
3: kill up all the way, boy. Yeah. Well, that's the way yeah, the combat
0: no, like in, that- in these games work. Is they just empty like thirty or forty guys on you at once? It's like oh, yeah, I'm like, also, a- the
4: best the best suggestion <laughs> here. Since we're talking about all the dead talents. Max out Stand your ghost off. tree first. Like, yeah, you, you want to have it so you can kill three enemies whenever you challenge a group of guys. You challenge, want, you want it. Yeah. You want your assassinations to be operated. able to chain three assassinations together. Yeah. So, like, it's super often that you'll find a bunch of guys around a campfire, being able to jump on them and instantly kill three of them. It, it's funny. Most of the abilities that I really like are the ones that kills. Yeah, they're the ones that stop you from having to deal with the bad combat. Which oh, also
3: is... I should note that ghost armor yeah. uh, pushes both of those numbers up to five if you
4: have it equipped. That's insane. Yeah, oh, no, that, exactly. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Except,
0: yeah, except, so I thought sort of one of the cool things about the game was that you, everyone would kind of, like, as I'm stumbling across armor and, and swords, it's all cosmetic changes mostly, right? So um, just looking at uh, no, which all those at armors the, have like different the hats stats. are. not the armor i'm sorry the armor is swords and stuff
3: oh the swords are all purely the swords have sword has one upgrade tree and then the actual equipment part of the sword is just cosmetic
0: yeah the first time i picked up a sword it did throw me off because the description of the sword was like faster hitting like the wind of all and i was like holy shit this sword is like faster and then i went i was like wait a second the stats are exactly the same skill tree for the sword and then you just
3: which you know what, I'm fine with that because I like the idea of if we're gonna have intricate crazy looking swords, just let me look the use the one I think looks the coolest and mm-hmm. let's just upgrade yeah. the sword
4: overall.
0: Have you RNG'd your first haiku yet, Josh? What? The haiku collectibles. No R what do you mean the fuck RNG?
4: He's using it completely incorrectly, but that's not. Well, the point.
0: like you sort of random you randomly select You well, randomly select like your Just
4: just the nine options there, but um
0: Yes, yes. Y- yeah, no,
4: I've made Random tons of headbands. 9
0: generations RNG.
4: I've got to say, as a reward for finding those, n- never going to actually equip a headband. No, nah, I like a sh- good straw hat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. all the re- of all the collectibles, like, the haikus just themselves are way better than the stupid headband that then clogs up your inventory after the fact. Um... There's
3: a million Headbands. great straw hats. Why would I be wearing a headband? Yeah.
4: So many good straw hats.
3: So
0: many good straw hats. Going with a straw hat, huh? Mm-hmm. I think, I think I'm going, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going. I literally like the mask. I found a cool mask somewhere. Well, you I can don't wear know a
3: mask where... and a straw hat. Mm-hmm.
0: I, what's weird is that I bought, I spent all these points on um, a color Wait, palette Wait, sorry change. to interrupt.
2: I heard mask. Are you guys talking about Cameron Diaz? Because she's so <laughs> fucking hot.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for popping <laughs> in,
2: Jay. Uh-huh. That's
3: what
0: she said. Boom! <laughs> Somebody stop me! Whoa! Smoking! All right. Now um, back to your point. Uh, no, I I bought a color dye set, and but it would weirdly enough, it didn't work on the one thing I wanted to change the color for. It only worked well, on. Well, the dies like,
3: specifically to tell you what item you're buying the dye for. Their yeah, items.
0: Be- I missed that. I thought I was buying it for like the. The samurai-looking armor, and it only worked on like the the raggedy. Did you find thing.
3: the uh, the secret dye merchants?
0: Secret dye merchants. The, the white
3: and black dye merchants.
0: They just randomly see no. No, I they're not. not.
3: They have a location, but like they're not like the normal merchant. It's just like this dude who lives on top of a mountain, and he's like, I could dye all your shit white if that's something you'd be interested in.
0: <laughs> Wait, but I can just change the color on the main menu screen.
4: Oh, yeah, no, you still have to go buy the. For each set of Curse armor.
3: Yeah, no, he's talking about the black and white mode. He's like he's, yeah, he's making a joke, a joke that doesn't make land. Armor. Because yeah, monochrome yeah. is not the same thing as dyeing your clothing. God
0: weight. damn it, work with me here. Mm. No, um, I refuse to. <laughs> I will contractually obligate. Um Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Uh you know, you get to follow the birds and you follow the foxes. Uh they take you places. Yeah. Like that's I am
4: loving the exploration and just wandering around, but it, it happens to be attached to great. kind of a mediocre combat and stealth game. Um, like I love exploring that world and seeing the, like all the different story bits because even like the side stories have been. I think good those are so some far. of the
3: stronger ones. Like I'm kind of at the point where I'm cleaning up the final acts of all those character stories.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, I really like the side character stuff. They
3: are uh, Lady Misako. Uh, oh. might be my favorite character in the game. She is,
4: yeah, yeah. Masako is amazing. Her
3: the the climax of her story is fucking phenomenal too.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: Like I'm, I'm I am only
0: surprised. Like, I'm surprised to hear oh that. Wait a minute, you guys are talking about climax. Her, her are you guys talking about Cameron Diaz?
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: no, we were talking She's about Master So Chief. hot in the mask.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I like how he's running over here from. He can't play. He can't play darkest dungeon from the computer. He has to be right in front of it somehow. Uh,
4: well, it's a very uh, twitchy
0: sort of a game
4: with a to, lot of text you have to, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know the the joke I was making on Inst- Instagram for me as far as I know rich was really excited about this uh being panda express uh, it's it's a three layer burrito, if you will, um the first layer of the burrito in Montana.
3: Is, you don't know shit about burritos
0: hey we got we got Westmex here, all right um I mean Tex- don't Mex? talk shit on Westmex. <laughs>
3: What the fuck is a Westmex?
0: They use West mayo
4: Max. instead of sour cream. Oh my fucking Oh no, God. no, no.
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> fucking That's white great. people, am I right? Uh,
0: the uh coincidentally, the Panda Express aesthetic of red, white and black actually matched the Ghost of Tsushima aesthetic. That was coincidental, but I thought that was cute. Um secondly, it is an American take on an Asian idea. And although it's Chinese, it's actually is, an course, American
3: take on an American take of an Asian idea.
0: Well, work with me here again. Um, I'm trying here. Uh, and again, you know, you go to Tsushima is very much sort of an Americanized view. I like we talking about last week of a, a well, samurai. That, yeah.
3: Romanticized samurai story, much like those Kurosawa films.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, I think for me, the biggest thing was, and I noticed this this week when I ate a bunch of
2: uh, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait! Did you guys just say, wait, Morgan? Did you just say this game is a take on Chinese? No, he's talking about Panda Express. No. It's better off. Okay, if just I, was, go. I was very concerned. I was very concerned that you guys all just let that slide. Uh, do in you like really me. think we would have let that go?
0: I'm sure Shay would have caught okay, that if he wasn't playing video games, oh. but that's alright. Oh. <laughs> um, it is a. <laughs> go ahead, Shay. I see you wanting to say something. What are you talking about? Okay, no. Um, it is much like Panda Express. As I eat it, I chew it, I you're swallow not supposed
3: it. To eat it. It's a video game.
0: I much like Panda Express. I and
3: consume it. You feel it. a lump
2: in the back of your throat, and you're like, "Did someone give me a Plan B pill?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, j- that joke is going to be really confusing to everyone new. And it's probably startlingly offensive to them. So I take... Uh, please make sure you send your messages Guys, to... Guys, don't read into it. Professor Morgan's a bad person. Um, <laughs> Wait, well, he's not on social media anymore. He's hiding from... You he can't, he can't get in contact with him on social media. Um, Much like Panda Express, I have... I feel like I consume this game and it's fine, but I'm not really feeling... Uh, like I'm not like, oh, this food is gross or, oh, this food is delicious. It's just like... It's it's sort of just, it was, it's there. And that's kind of how I've been with the game. I've just been playing it. When I when I put it down, I don't really think about it or I don't feel a strong urge to play it. But I don't also think it's bad either. It seems perfectly fine. Like I feel like this um, metaphor
3: sucks because Panda Express is bad.
0: Well, I mean, look, if, if that's your metaphor, then this can... <laughs> I'm trying to be nice to the game. I'm trying to be... I'm trying to be cruel to Panda Express. <laughs> um... So, yeah, I just, I I haven't really been, unfortunately, to, to, I think it's, I think maybe five years ago, I, maybe this game, maybe it's open world fatigue, because they just are kind of hitting the, the check marks with this one, like, maybe that's, like, I get it, like. It
3: is comfort food gaming, I don't disagree with that, like, the timing might be bad, because there's so much else on my plate right now, but, like, I've been powering through it, because I'm like, this is a lot, but I do want to see it through to the end, and I do like where it's going, mm-hmm. uh. I will say I, I appreciate that the third island actually changes the whole aesthetic quite a bit like it's a big departure from the first and second ones. Uh yeah. so that was nice to kind of shake up the environments and stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I kind of agree with what you were saying last week about, you know, Jin being kind of cardboardy and I just haven't really I think I've not get into them
3: better, but it takes until the th- it takes him until the third act to really be like, no, I'm gonna
4: be my own person. Yeah, it's weird because like I actually like the flashbacks with him as a kid because he seems like more he's of a person. different. Those he's he's got like more yeah. personality, and then his uncle kind of beats it out of him, like, no, this is this is what you're well, going to be because of the family line and whatnot. Y- and he's yeah. he's boring at the beginning of the game, and he kind of he, he slowly comes around.
3: Well, that, om- yeah, and in the third act is really where, like, that whole theme of, like, no, you know what, like, I don't think you're right about this, and mm-hmm. uh, it all becomes that idea of embracing this identity of being the ghost of Tsushima, and realizing mm-hmm. that, you know, these people aren't following his uncle, they're, like, he's the one that's been the strong leader, and they'll listen to him.
4: Yeah. 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 It's just, at the beginning, I- he's, he really is kind of a nothing <sighs> character, he's, he's like, oh.
3: He's, He's the oil
4: soldier. I, I seem to remember playing with him in all the video games. It's uh yeah. Steve,
3: video games and I think mm-hmm. I
0: think if the different things I was doing in the world because like the movement feels fine and everything I think like I, I my more the style of open world game that ticks off the boxes more for me is the one where like you get a lot more because um, you guys know of of my three favorite I would say the. Uh, the the witchers the red deads and the breath of the wilds those are sort of Which my narnia book games. is that <laughs> uh, the, the witcher the, red Dead and the breath of the wild that's a good one i it's 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 just tough for me to sort of like go back to the really sort of by the book one but i get it i will say this someone people will probably get really mad at this someone asked me this the other day this is a much better game quality wise than man eater but i would play man eater a hundred times over this game i swear to god i i enjoyed man eater so much more than this game because it just felt more unique to me but i don't have any affinity for the uh what you're saying the americanized um samurai romanticized stuff that you grew up like watching rich and all that stuff so some of that's just lost on me i don't i I do
3: i I do admit and I, i said this in the last podcast like I really like that genre of, like, old samurai movie, like the Kurosawa film. Like, I knew what I was getting in terms of, like, tone and stuff going in, and I think they hit that stuff really well, and I really like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: More That's so fair. with the side stories that Josh and I were talking if, about. The character
0: what story? Story, like, yeah, put that?
4: I've been, again, like, I mentioned yeah. this before, I'm playing on hard because I like testing the combat. Like, if it's not going to work on hard, it's because the combat's not well enough built to to withstand it and i don't think it is i i don't suggest playing on hard because there are no i'm playing on normal and it's been fine there are no stakes for it stuff will just like kill you in one or two shots but you'll respawn five feet from where you were and the enemies will be gone so it's just like Hooray. dying is kind of a strategy for getting you through some places. against it it's like
0: a vita chamber in a Bioshock. Yeah. Well, like
4: come... the like the camps won't do that but like if somebody kills you out in the world they'll just be gone Whenever you re- respawn, it's just—it's a weird sort of a I can see that uh,
3: that being a problem late game
4: because some of the camps on the third map are fucking huge. Yeah, and it will always respawn you. It's oh god, it's the most frustrating fucking thing. The respawn point for all the camps is outside the camp before you got into it. Everything will be alive again, but for whatever fucking reason, everything you've collected will also be collected still. It's. Bizarre, so like everything. So you have a hard resp- time getting
3: ammo and stuff?
4: Well, I think I can't remember if ammo responds or not. But like, like any supplies or metal or anything like that, it's just it's it's weird. Like it'll just, it'll look like it's already ransacked, but all the enemies are still oh, there. Oh, you reminded
3: me when I was thinking of camps. Uh, I I messaged Morgan about this when I were discussing the game. I'll recommend this to anyone and to you, Josh, if you haven't found it yet. I think one of the most vital charms, those uh, equipables you can get uh one of the gold charms adds uh to the wind chime distraction tool it makes it emit poison and it makes the wind chimes infinitely more useful
4: yeah yeah no like i think my i've not found a ton of i mean they're useful before you upgrade your um um your wind chime to the firecrackers or not yeah the firecrackers are way more useful once you upgrade your your assassinate thing so you can yes. get a
3: group of them lower guys really and then close them down
4: yeah like lure a bunch of them together and then kill all three of them um, i also
3: like to shoot an exploding arrow into the center of where the firecracker is that's always yeah. good for a laugh yeah yeah i would like, yeah it's,
4: it's, i definitely wish it was yeah like I, i'm just yeah. i don't know like i think most of the game works best when you're not in a sword fight i don't think i don't like the sword fighting in this game Is kind of what it
3: I'm fine with it. Like, mm. I, I, there's enjoy a lot of sword it. fighting in this game. When yeah. you hit those parries, again, I'm on normal and I've like opened up the parry window via charms and stuff. Mm. Cause when you hit those parries just right and you're getting that counter and just sh- taking a dude down, it feels good. It does. But it's honestly, it's Josh, I think the janky combat.
0: Yeah. Honestly, Josh, I think the game works best when you're in photo mode. That's really where it shines. <laughs> it you can get yeah. crazy pretty. good
3: photo mode. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Take pretty photos. Um, or do the bamboo cuts. I do like the bamboo cuts. They're it's funny. like a little rhythm game. L one l one x circle.
3: Oh, it's one of those ones where exactly what you're doing is I can't even look at it. Like I have to say it out loud three times, then close my yeah. eyes and just do it.
0: Yeah, mm. and just like chop them down. Um, chop that. Ass okay. Down. Well, I guess, I guess we'll see how Josh feels as he gets farther into it. Yeah. Uh, it's,
4: not, it's. I don't know. I, don't I will know. probably like, have a even on of hard. Next it's week. not that hard. It just okay. feels like the things that they've. It's it's hard in awkward places because you'll just you'll get killed by stray arrows and shit, and it's, yeah, totally. It's it's, it's not hard. I don't know. I don't know. Like, oh, the I, arrow I don't, parry,
3: also a needed upgrade. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like
4: <laughs> the most of the upgrades that you need are the ones that just make the frustrating stuff
3: less frustrating.
4: Work. Yeah.
3: Um, uh, I do think it's strange, by the way, before you get that parry. I mean, I know it still happens after that even if they are alone,
4: all the Mongols like to yell right before they fire an arrow. Yeah, I noticed that, because that's the way they uh, teach you how to, to dodge, dodge it, it. Yeah. so then yeah. they can never remove that, and it's really funny that you'll be standing two feet from some guy, and he'll he's yell like, at ah! you, and, then, <laughs> and then, then shoot at you.
3: I always took it as, like, they're yelling in Chinese, and I, my assumption was, like, okay, he's yelling to, like, warn his comrades, like, I'm firing, like, don't yeah. be well, in the line well, of that fire. Well, was the explanation they give in-game. But then when they're alone, they continue to do it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's funny. It is satisfying when you get that nice charge up attack and you stab someone right in the right in the fucking heart.
3: Once you get my favorite um, stealth takedown too, which for some reason they wait until the end of act one to give you, uh, which is when if you see a guy standing on the other side of a canvas door, you can stab him right through the door and then pull him back through it. Mm -hmm. Um, It felt like a thing for the first few hours. I was like, you got to be able to stealth assassinate someone through a door and then I played for eight hours before they decided to give that I, to me.
0: I, I will say this, Rich, and I think I'm going to respectfully disagree with you on this because we are talking about this uh, privately. Uh, I went back and played a lot of Horizon, and although it is dated in some spots, I feel like even though Horizon is a much older game, I just feel like the polish is more consistent in that game, and I feel like the combat is a lot better. I feel like it just it's a, a better prop. The
3: better, yeah. It's a little differently. I, I think we're thinking of different things when you think of polish, like...
0: Well, I mean, visually, like, the world in Horizon, even going back to it, I I feel like the thing about Ghost of Tsushima that is frustrating for me is, like, some parts of the game are, like, so staggering and gorgeous, and then there's a lot of, like, um, areas that are, like, the opposite of that. Like, they definitely picked where they were going to put all the... And going back to Horizon, it it felt more consistently breathtaking across the board. Not perfect. It's definitely, you can tell, a couple years old. Um, But I just feel like and that game is also a by the numbers uh, open world game if you really look at it right it's, it's pretty weird. like they're
4: both these are they're both open world games that are basically the same thing everyone's ever always seen except for like one thing that makes them stand out and in horizon yeah. it's like the combat, the combat is amazing yeah. the combat um, is more the combat in, and informed. robot dinosaurs <laughs> well, well that, yeah, yeah. the way the, the it combat uses with idea. those robot dinosaurs
0: is just is, really yeah. interesting
3: it feels more informed from something like monster hunter than something like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah, there's a novelty to
0: that. Well, and even all the guys you kill on Ghost of Tsushima, they just pile up, and they're just dudes. Where like even five minutes in a Booting Horizon up again. Would Ghost I was of fighting Tsushima
3: it... be better if uh, you were fighting robot dinosaurs across? <laughs> the- yeah, <laughs> dude. that... Uh, no, I... I only asked it because we all know. Yeah, it would. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. uh, the, the thing that
0: frustrates <laughs> me the most about this game is I want the acce- well. Josh is not going to like this. I want the accessibility of this game, but I want the world of Sekiro. Sekiro is like more of my kind of. World, it's like like you fight like weird yeah, fucked up demented fan- people and cr- yeah a- I I like that yeah person.
3: I-, I I get what you're saying but that's not what I was expecting or looking for no no this game. It's I'm not, not a I'm fantasy not, game I'm
0: it's not a- criticizing the game for that it's it's very it's just something that I I realized just because we played Sakura but then so again.
3: Recently. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the last boss is God. Like, who am I? I mean,
0: saying? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a job. I thought there'd be more like animals, but I haven't seen that many animals in the uh, wilderness yet.
3: They're they're kind of they're out there. They're um, sparse. Okay. It does. Yeah, you'll find them though, because predator hides are a thing. Uh, mm. You use for certain upgrades. And, yeah, and you it mostly does just have, find
4: boars and bears on the. That's uh, pretty the first, much it. First island.
3: No, that's pretty much it.
4: Yeah. Oh.
3: Okay. Uh, like on all the islands. Uh, I mean, killing, you, killing you'll find other stuff, but not—it's not, like,
4: not like interactable in the same yeah, way. Yeah, yes, uh, I it does do that
3: thing a lot of these games do, where you'll be in an enemy camp and you'll see like a bear in a cage, and you'll be like, "Well, I'll shoot that lock and let the bear out." You
4: know, I've had issues—I <laughs> I don't know if it's issues or not, but where I think I think it's—I think it's spawning issues, where I'll be going in to fight a camp. I did this; there was like a camp by a river. And I didn't let any bears out of the cages. There just happened to be two bears in this camp when I got there, and so I just sat on top of one of the buildings. I've seen that happen before as well and just watched the you know watched the two bears kill everybody in the camp for me, and then shot the one remaining bear and and well, got all my rewards from it was just, yeah,
3: yeah, I've seen that happen before um i I I know neither of you two are this far, so rest assured there is at one point, and it's a narrative weapon you gain, uh, there is a blowpipe with two types of poison, and one of the poison is, I'm going to make your friend attack you, and that's also good fun for one of them. Of course. I'm going to sit on this rooftop, and just, I'm going to find the guy, my favorite giant Mongol enemy type, which is the heavy set enemy, who basically has a, like, firework bazooka, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm going to shoot that guy and he's gonna shoot fire at you guys for 20 minutes and he has a ton of health um unlike games like assassin's creed and i wish we'd see more of this in some of these games the hallucinogenic poison in this game does not kill the target after it's done so he comes down from his high and he'll be like hey steve i'm really sorry about what just happened i'm sorry i killed larry (laughs) and then he goes back to his post (laughs)
0: That's great. You know, Rich, as much as you bang on Far Cry 5, and you know, I know you didn't play a lot of it, there is, at one point, you get a companion bear named Cheeseburger. And yes, I so think I'm familiar that, with that. It's great. It's great. It's, it's a fun game. Um, All right, so. Agree I to hate disagree. This, I hate, hate saying. How much Far Cry did you play?
3: I played enough to know that I found the setting fucking
4: boring and yeah. the story boring. and it, And because it's open world, I don't know what it is, but, like, attacking any of the camps in that game feels just god-awful it feels like patrols are <laughs> or...
1: god that's a far I cry about, game
4: i was about it's to like say something you can but it felt- see everywhere from everywhere so there's no stealth aspect to it it's just you're gonna kill one guy and then 40 are gonna all of a sudden turn at you and there's there's no
0: there's there's no like uh, it's if you're sneaky Sneak. Morgan, I'm sorry would, if this
3: is too personal, but yeah. my main take on enjoying the setting for a little bit was like, yeah, like it's Montana. It's not that far away. I could go to Montana in my car, but I'm not gonna.
0: <laughs> I I loved it. It was great. It was great. I think you're not giving don't I don't know what you're seeing. I don't know what you're seeing. Um, also, Faith. Anyways, uh... Um, we'll check back in with uh, more. It's it's great. You know, it was our audience voted at the game of the Trump era. What can you say? park Cry Five. I wonder how. That's m- fair. Yeah, we could talk, but I know because you know. Go ahead, make your jokes. Let's. <laughs> I don't have a joke. <laughs> uh. Anyways, uh, I do want to say really uh, briefly here before I do some other polls because I only need like a minute or two. Is that yeah? I have been dipping into. Uh, Halo 2 on the Master Chief Collection, and yeah, Rich, you're right. They did recon, of course, lock into the story of halo 2 in the anniversary edition and they did a good job. like honestly the new they spent all this time and money on these new cg cinematics that actually mostly line up with the original cinemas. so you can add a touch of a button you can flash between the original movies and the new movies which is fucking awesome um sometimes the movies are di- in different lengths so you, like you'll switch over and like it'll be at a slightly different part but the, everything they've done, even the sound, is just incredible in those sequences. And it's visually just amazing, like watching the Arbiter get tortured and seeing his little worm body.
3: Watching those grunts cheer as they're like getting yeah. ready to assassinate someone in a Senate hall.
0: It was great, yeah. And, and the Arbiter looks like a weird worm underneath when he's naked. Well, yeah, that's um, what
3: the elites look like.
0: Yeah, they look funny. <laughs> they do. But the, I had totally forgotten that his story was basically, hey, instead of killing you because you're a great warrior and you failed to protect that halo ring, we're going to send you on. He's basically the Suicide well, that's Squad. That's what I, he is.
4: Yeah, I always liked his arc because like- That's why he everyone up, had such high hopes for Suicide Squad. And, it's, yeah, because well, well, the Arbiter. Because yeah. mm-hmm. the
3: Arbiter is the team leader uh like that whole idea of him being like oh he was the elite who was like you know high enough that he was in charge of protecting that asset and you totally ruined his life
0: yeah yeah you fucked you ruined his life and yet you become friends with him in a weird way um maybe but i'm i'm, I'm that's what he thinks I, that's what he told Locke in that interview <laughs> that's he did true. you saw the cutscene. Yeah. the very first cutscene scene in the game you mean yeah yeah is that the first um,
3: cutscene of the game
0: well, so there might be more, but the very first cutscene that they add to the game is where he's talking to Locke. Um, no, yeah. Well, there's
4: a few of those. I think that's what I meant. Hmm.
0: I don't remember so specifically can go back saying and that. See the,
4: how they there, it without having to play through the thing. There is one. Yes, where well, he, no, he has, Josh. <laughs> well, no, just because a lot of people want or, or want, to, they know that they added to that oh, game. Yes, so yes. of course, you don't want to go play through the entire campaign to get to one little change at the very end.
3: It's not at the very end. They're throughout.
4: Yeah, yeah. They kind of. That was my point. Like they need to get into it early on. Otherwise, it's going to be frustrating.
3: Well, no Morgan, What I was going to say in one of those cutscenes, he does like I. I I don't remember the exact verbiage, but he like when asked about like how Chief was a person or whatever, he says that uh, you know after all he's been through in his military career, he thinks the master chief is the only person he would actually consider a
0: friend. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. That's interesting. And in Halo 2, honestly, w- with the new graphic style, for the first half hour I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into this, but I was switching back and forth between the new and the old art style. to kind of just you know, sort of a, like a morbid fascination. And then I started to get into it by the end of the first level where you you have a good um, fight sequence and you take the bomb, as you would say, where let's give the Covenant give back the their covenant bomb. Give
3: back their mom.
0: That's right. Give them back their mom. that's what they really wanted the whole time. They just wanted their mom back. It was like a big covenant queen that just spits them out like an alien. Um, but yeah,
3: species Morgan
0: that's true that's true the elites are the um but yeah just this st- i can't believe it but the story is actually great the gameplay is people it's it's very slow compared to modern shooters but everything in the game aligns with it so it doesn't bother me at all i've really enjoyed it like i don't need my shooters to be fast so i mean i love doom and i love halo i yeah. it just it took a little while to adjust to it but once i got in there i was yeah, Like the only thing in... i'm not
4: i think the original art is better like it just it looks you won't think that when you... No, you, like I, I was watching you. Rich play it the other day, and it just... It's and mad. I was it's switching
3: back and forth yeah, between yeah. one and... yeah.
4: yeah and like the first, the original, you think the, yeah, original the original art's better? Art's much better. Just having well, the HD the... camera in there, so it's cleaner, what? but, like, it just well, looks all better. All the original art no.
3: is meant to do is to, like, gussy it up and modernize, and I think there's a certain style and charm to the original art that mm-hmm. you, obviously, like... It's just not p- there. Plastering it over it to be, like, it's HD assets now. Like You do lose something. Yeah, but they
4: kept the they kept the. It's I think like it's good like seeing of one of the HD the texture packs in like Minecraft. You're like, yeah, it's prettier, but it looks like shit. Like, why Dude, why are you I, doing this?
0: I couldn't just dis- I disagree very oh, so much. I could what a surprising
4: even, take.
3: I, my- I
0: I'm telling you, man. I went back and tried I to play like good. one I, section I, I with the some, old graphics, yeah. and I could not do it. Oh, I played
3: a good chunk of it when Josh was in the other night in the old graphics. But I would swap back and forth. Like maybe
0: Halo One is a different beast. I don't know.
3: Well, no, Halo Two know. would be about the same because I, I played a bunch of it back when. Like I do like the the new look, but I totally get what Josh is saying and understand why someone would want the old look over the.
0: I mean, it's there, which is cool. If you want it, you get a HD it's version. It's nice of the year. to
3: have the option.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm surprised more of those games don't do that, where you can flitch, uh, flick, flick back and it's forth. It's a
3: lot of
1: work.
0: And you know what? They deserve a lot of credit for putting in the work, let me tell you. Even the music, when you switch back and forth between the two, you can tell because the music is so quiet in the original. But when you're using the modernized one, it's so like beautiful and boisterous. It's, it's incredible. So
4: Especially what you're saying your is team. they didn't know how to mix the volume in their remake to, to have both versions of the music be the same volume?
0: I'm just telling you that whenever I switch to the newer one, and this was something I was very aware, it just sounded so much better than the original. And I don't know; I'm sure you know technology has just come a long way, or the mix was very different before. But yeah, it sounds way better when you're when you're in the modern setting. Don't know; I couldn't tell you why. No.
3: giving the covenant back their
0: mom—that's <laughs> where it all starts. Yeah, I, it's uh, it's having a good time. Halo Two, that Master Chief collection is that's a damn good deal. That's a damn good deal. Uh, let's do a couple of polls and then we're going to talk about creak. So Shay can return back here potentially. Um, Oh, just, Oh, this is favorite. This is one of our patron polls. So Shay's just in time, uh, patron poll from our patron and good friend Crumkey, which, uh, is the hottest gamer queen, Jessica Negri or Bella Delphine. And, uh, you say Bella or do you say bell? What do you say? Shay? What's your go-to?
2: I think this It'd girl's be, name is. Belle. I, I would assume because there's an e at the end that it would be Bell.
0: Okay, I do a little French. Bella. Um, <laughs> not really how French works. <laughs> yeah, definitely not how French <laughs> works. We'll let you go with it. I'm so sorry for my girl Bell. It was a beatdown. Seventy-eight percent of the audience took Jessica Negri in each one of those. Boom! Boom! Just, just. Be, people do not like Belle Duffin. She has a very controversial following for a lot of reasons. So I think people, you know, Jessica is, is seems very controversial. She seems very cool and funny and, and just very pleasant whenever you see her on different interviews and podcasts and stuff. And uh, she's just very lovable and hot. So, um, But I know you have a hot take on this, Shay, so I'm sorry. I need to shut up. Go ahead. You ready? My hot take. Here we go. I don't care. End of take.
3: We don't have hot takes.
0: Well, if you need a hot one for this one. Ahoy! Anyways, congratulations, Jessica Negri. Uh, she's wearing the Ahoy hat, Josh, in this.
2: Was that, was that, a, was that, was that a stroke? What just happened there?
0: <laughs> That's Ahoy! Uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah! just combine all my noises into a little sort of sequence of sexual
1: Tourette's. Um,
0: but yeah, thank Gosh, you, Josh. I don't know what you could do to edit that
2: to make that better, but could you
0: try literally anything? It. That's what
1: I'm trying to think. I'm,
4: like, I'm trying to think of
1: what you could do then if you cut out. Play some intermission music during that point.
4: Yeah.
1: You can just
0: He's oh, Morgan's audio oh. Oh. Of the show's <laughs> <Yeah. Ow>. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a ghost. Uh, the ghost of the sword chomp. Although I was thinking about how we could have called, you know, ghost of the Gulf Coast. Man-eater. Um, That's really random and not important. Crumpke, uh, perverted after my own heart. Thank you so much for that poll. Uh, it was a lot of fun to have our audience perv out. And as much as you guys would probably <laughs> love to hear this, that was the most voted on poll in sword chomp history. <laughs>
2: No, over, no shock. That's over right.
0: 500 votes, which is insane. Um,
2: yeah, I can't be surprised. I can't be disappointed. We know our audience, what? or at least you do, Morgan. And I'm sure I'm sure there are times where, like, I sit there and I say shit like that. And some of our fans are like, you know, she, that Shay seems like a fucking bitch. Such a sour puss, And,
1: you know, that's fair. That's fair.
2: I'm a sour puss.
1: Probably a little
0: bit. Morgan, of please bitch, let but... it go. Uh, let what go? Don't worry about it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're now. I want to know more. Um... I, I'd like
3: you to know less.
0: Hold it
1: on. Why is everything so heavy?
0: All right. So let's see here. Uh, thank you again, Crumkey, for that wonderful pull and the beatdown that occurred there on behalf of Jessica Negri's boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? All right. Anyways, um, another one was just more comical, and no, no one is. I'm saying I didn't want to say. I didn't want to be too vulgar, but let me just see. Boom, boom. If you get what I'm saying.
4: Oh yeah, no, that that was much. Boom, boom. (laughs) And those are for the titties. If you catch my drift.
0: Titties on a saucepan. Inappropriate. Shay. come on. There's kids listening. Um, God, I hope not. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? We're not a we're not a podcast for the TikTok generation. I'm sorry. No, we are not. Um. Yeah. So, if, if you're wondering where these polls come from, every Tuesday I will put these polls up on the Ad Sword Chomp Instagram page. You vote, and then I will run them. And, uh, I'm sorry, I will talk about them on the show. And I've been trying to get patrons involved to pick topics as well just to have fun sort of discussing those. Maybe give us a little laugh like Crumkey gave us this week. And, you know, the the reason those are so great is because, uh oh, Joss left and I actually had to talk to him about something. Um, the reason those polls are great is because people who have no opinion on games can still vote on who's the hottest as shallow and immature as they seem, which, you know, sometimes you got to have fun. I refuse to have fun. Tough living these days. Who did you vote for, Rich? Uh, I don't think I voted in that one. <laughs> that seems like a rich thing to do. I'm not going to vote on anything. All right. I
3: might have. I honestly, like, if I did vote in that one, it it would have been, you know what it would have been.
0: I don't. Could you? Tell confirm? me what you think it would have been. It would have been Jessica Negri. Correct. What if I would have said it would have been Belle? you would have been, like, correct. No. Well, I can't vote for the, like, the, you know, Gamer Bathwater date. Hmm. That's true. It's true. That's a black stain on her. On also, that's other... just about
3: the only thing I know about her is that whole fucking bathwater thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jessica Nigger's great. You know, power to successful women out there. What a These vague are... bit of praise. Let's continue. <laughs> These incredibly beautiful, successful women. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Josh wants to talk to us about Creek and... We'll have to wait for him to return so he can edit it. But, uh, yes, we are waiting for Josh to talk about... Actually, you know what? Do you have anything you want to say about Darkest Dungeon before Josh returns, uh, Shane, they have been playing it the whole podcast?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's been a lot of dying, a lot of stress, a lot of eating food. Sounds like hell. I mean, you know, the usual. No, um, <clears throat> I'm still chipping, just chipping away at that game. And I guess... <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm recording the podcast by myself, literally everyone's going to the bathroom. Nah, Rich, nope. you can go to the bathroom. It's okay. I'll be here by myself. It seems like a it's weird okay. thing I'll to just do talk right, to right the now, masses. dude. Fucking do <laughs> okay, it. Okay. It'll be the first time in Sword Chomp history. Go for it. I'll just sit here and All talk right, to I'm on myself. It. Um, but <laughs> anyways, uh, no, I so I've been trying to just slowly finish this game. I know I keep saying that every week. Uh one of the big cruxes is you have a bunch of bosses and you have to get a bunch of items when you go into a dungeon uh the purpose is to either get like special items, level up your characters or beat bosses and It's been slow going uh you know you like one of the things with this game, as I'm sure you guys as d and d fans out there, like anybody who is a d and d fan knows that you have good runs and you have bad runs when you go into certain dungeons where just lady luck is shining on you or lady luck is just not with you and last Mm -hmm. night i was uh i was celebrating my birthday uh my birthday was on wednesday and i decided to buy myself a nice big pizza some chocolate cake and uh play some darkest dungeon i figured that was a way to uh set off my birthday weekend and uh The pizza and the cake were the right answers, but the Darkest Dungeon was not the right answer, unfortunately. I just was uh, getting my ass kicked last night, and so I went to bed. A very angry and unhappy human being. So that's right. If that's what you're looking for in a game, definitely play Darkest Dungeon. But, um, yeah, other than that, I haven't played much video games myself. Isn't that right, Josh? That's right, Josh. Thank you for answering that. What about you, Morgan? What do you think about that? Oh, okay. Okay. Me too. Rich? Yeah, you don't have an opinion. I understand that. Nobody really does at this moment. I really don't know how to stall right now, because literally everybody's gone, and I am the one who has played the least amount of video games this week. So, there is that, unfortunately. Rich, you're back. I just ran out of things to stall with, so thank God you're here. Yeah, huh? Yeah, that was perfect timing. I literally ran out of things to talk about, because I haven't been playing video games this week that much.
3: Crazy. Yeah, I've been playing less than I would have liked to this week. Um, I would have been done with Ghost of Tsushima by now um, if I didn't literally fall asleep for 12 hours straight after work yesterday.
2: Oh, dude, it happens. It happens. You know, it's, you know, actually one thing we can kind of talk about that's kind of unrelated to gaming. So fill the void real quick while everyone comes back is, I don't know how it's been there. But actually, Japan has been seeing its second wave of the coronavirus. Um, The cases have been on the rise again, after having largely shot down. So we are actually in the throes of our second wave. Which is kind of interesting.
3: I assure you, we are getting to that point here. Like, New York has been better than a lot of places in the States. Um, But places are now starting to get lenient enough. My job, for one, has been pissing me off with how lenient they've been. Um, It's going to get bad again very soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you, you largely have a mayor there, or not a mayor, a governor there who cares about... Yeah, and um, he, as
3: much as, uh, Cuomo does try with that shit, uh, people are asinyingly stupid.
2: Right, yeah. It's, it's interesting to kind of see just the juxtaposition there, cause, um, yeah, like, just everybody is just handling it differently, and actually one, one thing I had read about a few days ago, uh... One of the uh, studies that I was looking at that had there there have been two studies that have recently been done. Um, I believe both of them were in Germany, um, but they were looking at uh, different age groups. Like one was was in the upper like in the eighties, seventies, and eighties. Uh, people who have died from coronavirus, and then they were looking at people in their fifties, Uh to see how the coronavirus actually affects heart issues. And they found in the study with the 50, like the 50s age range mm-hmm. that 3 in every 4 people who have contracted the virus have some form of heart issues months after the virus. And it, they don't they don't know how how far that goes. Now, uh anyone who's a skeptic out there or who is like very very worried about this Uh, One thing I was, like, because we were talking about it in the Discord, um, what we were kind of talking about was that the sample size wasn't um, super large. Like, you always want a bigger sample size, like the number of people you're testing on. I think that's always a big thing there, and it wasn't as big as I think it could have been. Obviously, you're never going to have perfect conditions for a study. Also, I mean that was one particular age range. We don't know how it affects other age ranges and it is also in one particular location. We don't um we don't know exactly how those people were um tested, like the sampling size or not the sampling size, the uh the variance of location. Like it was probably in one particular area in Germany that they were testing um these people. So you can't ac- apply that information across the board. Like, you can't say, oh, well, you know, coronavirus increases your chance of heart issues. But what you can say is, wow, we are finding this trend in this area amongst this group, this age range. Let's study it with the other age ranges in other locations. Let's compare notes here. And I think that's super important, especially for a place like the U.S., which um, has seen the biggest outbreak of all, you know? I think it's super important. Yeah, for sure. And um, one, one of the interesting things is, I'm sure some of you care, I'm sure a lot of you don't, is how the rest of the world is kind of perceive, perceiving the situation. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, the U- everyone's laughing at the U.S. kind of thing right now. But I will say this, as far as Japan is concerned, I know a lot of people are concerned about the U.S. right now. Not like shaming them they're actually just like genuinely concerned if people are maybe they should be shamed a little bit well yeah sure sure but like i think a lot of people are just genuinely in japan are genuinely concerned about the u.s hoping that they start better adhering to what's being recommended taking this a little more seriously
0: right dude i think yeah they're concerned that I think that's relative to where you're at, because I got to tell you right now, once the governor laid that shit down, I like literally I almost never see somebody not wearing a mask now. It's amazing. Like I like everywhere I go, it's just mask city and it's beautiful. Like I was at the post office today. It's like 15 people and they're all wearing masks. I'm I'm really well, there's a governor mandate. What I tell you is what I see too often is
3: um, people will start talking to me about something. Uh, Someone will come in with a complaint at my job and they'll be mumbling and i can't hear them so i ask them to repeat themselves and then they pull down their mask and starts and i'm like no what are you fucking doing
4: just yeah talking louder is just so foreign concept like why the mask
3: isn't a problem the problem is you're fucking whispering at me
2: Uh (sighs) right it's yeah it's been like that concept itself like i'm you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't been the best and I need to start doing a better job. Like full disclosure is like when I'm teaching in the classroom and I'm telling my students something, or I'm trying to explain and they don't quite understand. Sometimes I do pull my mask down so they can look at my mouth. Cause a lot of times that's how yeah. uh language acquisition happens is they have to look at your mouth as you're doing that. And now they have like specific face shields, like my job has given me them and I'm supposed to be wearing them and I need to do do a better job full disclosure of that. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. What I'll, but, I'll say um, oh yeah, I'm sorry Shay. Uh No, you're good. What I think uh I was really impressed by this
3: actually. I had this the other day. There's a woman who comes into my job all the time uh who is a deaf woman. And she clearly has gotten by most of her life like she can read lips really well. Um and that's what she normally does. I did not see this woman pull her mask down once when she went up to deal with me. She knows, I know what her situation is. She walked in with a notepad and she just put it down in front of me and like tapped on it with a pen. And that is
2: just how we got across what we needed to get across. That works. And that's awesome. Like you, you, you live and adapt and that's, that's, um, I think that's why so many people are frustrated about the anti mask. Whereas Is like, you know, I, I think that's part of it. I should say is, humans have always been so great about living and adapting. And it seems like such a contradictory thing to like, just the process of human evolution to get so hung up on such a small thing when it's like our whole existence our our you know, you look at that, um, we have always adapted and thrived as a result. And it's like, this could be one of those situations, but we're so resistant to change. And I understand there's a lot more intricacies and I'm not here to discuss that. I'm not here to shame anybody. Um, I'm not going to do that today. I'm just saying it's, I'll do interesting that if you need me to too. look at it. F- well, we, we always can, we always do. It's, it's just interesting to look at it from kind of that standpoint of like, we're always adapting and trying to thrive. And there's just this one thing that's like hanging up, hanging up so many people, especially in the U S when we could be adapting to this pandemic, but you know, we can get off this topic. Like Josh, it's going to be really interesting for you to listen to the, to the edit, uh, back in the edit for the last, it's going to be some fun treats. There, there was, a, we made history today actually in sort history is that all three of you went to the bathroom at the same time. Um, I gave rich the, okay. <laughs> Cause he was leaving right when Morgan was leaving. And so I was here trying to stall for a few minutes, talking mm. about what little gaming that I've done. And so it's going to be interesting for you to I had one of those uh,
3: brief moments where I went in the Skype chat and was like, I'm going to run to the... Oh, everyone's gone.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, uh, Josh, I had just yeah. introduced Creek. Oh, although I did pivot to you, Shay, as a weird pivot to Darkest Dungeon. Um, do you want to stay there first?
3: No, he already did that. You were gone no, for 40 I minutes. already
2: finished. Trust me, mm-hmm. I... When, like I said, when you listen back, it's going to be funny. Cause I'm like, I've been largely
4: where, yeah, it was just me here. And so I rambled on for forever. And I cut like half of it whenever, uh, I went back to the edit. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I was just okay. saying the same thing eight times here. Well, uh, let's. Just trim that. Down.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of what was happening. I was like, "What do I talk about?" Because like, I don't have anything new to add to darkest dungeon. I was like, uh, "Well, kind of what you do in this game is it's like D and D gaming." "The like, dungeons do I'm get darker just later on." Shit out of my ass at this point.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The dun- the dar- so. the dungeons are darkest before the light. Right? I don't know how the dungeons could possibly get any darker, but
3: it says this is the darkest dungeon, and I have to assume that's the last one.
0: Mm-hmm. I just love the idea that Shay's like gonna get hung up on. Dark- Darkest dungeon for a month in the middle of 2020. And then we're we just, you know, to be honest with you, Shay there's not a lot coming out in summer though. So I mean, catch up if you desire is going to be pretty easy. So
2: oh, I'm not worried about it. So like after next week, um, next week's my last week of school before the shortened summer vacation. Um, I there's some stuff I want to do with Sword Chomp that I'm actually gonna talk about with you guys after the show. Um but the only major thing I have to do is to go renew my Japanese license, which will take a day.
4: Um, like, it'll so you have like a, knock out a, full a license day. to Japanese. Yeah, that's what the song oh, no, "Turning no, no, Japanese" a is about. To dr-
2: yeah. a license to drive. I um, actually, I, so I okay. have two licenses. I don't know if anybody knows that, but like, I have my wait, U.S. Wait. driver's license. I got that renewed last year, which was a pain in the butt. I actually had to retake a driver's test because mine expired because I didn't know you could renew online. But I also have a Japanese driver's license as well. So I am mm-hmm. dual licensed, baby. I have a license I have to go renew that.
3: Three I have an American two. driver's license and a license from the Ministry of Silly Walks.
0: Mm. <laughs> there you go. So Josh, can tell me about creeks? What what is this? You said it's not creeks like the the body of water, but creeks like creek. You could have just said the noise. I think it worked better that way. <laughs> I do. Like, it's a fun noise to make. I haven't made that sound in a long time. It doesn't time. come it's... up that often. It doesn't. Yeah. No. How often are you going to be like, I need to make a creaking sound? Uh-huh. Uh, hey. Could you find a nice audio clip of a door
3: from a haunted house and just insert it there instead? <laughs> we'll have to do that. Um,
0: but yeah, no, this
4: this is random. Okay, creak.
1: <laughs> Plural, right? Plural. really
4: distracted there. Um, creak was... I've been looking forward for this game for a while now, because it is from the uh Amanita Games guys from uh the Czech Republic who mm-hmm. make the uh the Samorost and the uh, oh, Machinario games. Those
0: adventure games, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, and this one is in the same sort of vein, but instead of having like the adventure game style puzzles, um, it has more puzzle game style puzzles in there where it's more about like you see the same mechanics over and over again, like, um, different enemies that have different AI that is predictable that you can, uh, like trick to do stuff for you and kind of try to have to, um, a lot, a lot of the puzzles are about manipulating the AI pathing to get them to like hit switches for you and stuff. Um,
0: is it still like a point and click kind of a thing like those games
4: were? N- well, no, none of, none of them have been point and click. They've always been, um, side scrolling. Yeah. Games. I thought
0: Machinarium was like a point like you, well, well I guess no, that's the, what I mean. The,
4: the mechanics are like they're, they've always yes, been side scrolling yeah. games, but you have an inventory and collect a bunch of stuff. um, but generally they've also had puzzles in them sort of like the whole like the mist style puzzles like you'll just encounter stuff in the world and try to figure out how something works um they've kind of been a blend of both um but in this one they've dropped basically all of that there's no inventory um and the puzzles are on like the room scale like okay like i i'm trying to get to that ladder over there how can i get through there uh given the different switches and enemies that are in the, uh, in the area. Um, so I'm tr- I'm trying to think about like a good comparison there. I mean, it's all, almost, almost so kind of like PB Winterbottom ish. Like, so you collect pies. Yeah. You <laughs> collect pies. I mean, and, no, but like, it's that same sort of, I mean, that one was like more of a platformer, obviously, but it's the same sort of like, um, side-scrolling puzzle game, essentially. Okay. Um, but the thing that this company has always done extremely, extremely well is the settings. Uh, their their art and their music and just their world design in general have always been some of the best. Uh, and this one is... probably one of my favorite worlds that they've made so far. I still think I probably like Machinarium... The best, just because it's so, it's so so charming. Just the world that they're in there. It's just Mosh. I always said Machinarium. Was I saying it? I wrong? don't know. I don't know. As far as there's a good chance that you both are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Machinarium I don't know had a very distinctive the feel to word they would have used in in Czech. So do not know. It's
0: true. It's true.
4: Um, but anyway, the uh, um, the setting for this one is this kind of like hidden world that you find behind a wall in your apartment as you're so set in narnia yeah Well, essentially but it's like it's like this it's like this i'm trying to think of um like dracula's (laughs) castle but not with dracula but you know how it's kind of got that whole this thing looks like it's been cobbled together and towers added on and crap all over the place, yeah, like yeah. a mansion, like that. With it's just,
3: a, a place that's like bigger on the inside than it appears on yeah, like, the outside. Well, scenario, well, it's like
4: it's like everything's been bolted on here and there, kind of almost like a Tartarus from um Persona Three. Like that okay. shouldn't look like that. Um, oh, yeah, rookie, but it's like gotcha. under okay. under your house that you just found this one time, and you know how you do. Yeah, it's it's interesting because most of it is played straight, like this is an actual place, um but then there's a lot of hidden stuff that kinda would suggest that maybe a lot more of this is metaphorical. Um and there's there's it's it's really good. It's a lot of it is really, really well done. Um I mean, the whole thing's really well done. Um but I mean as far as just like the All all their other games have been fairly straightforward. Like these are fantastical places, but they're all meant to be real. And this is the first one where I've kind of been given the impression like, oh maybe this is supposed to mean something more to the main character that's kind of um it felt that way and it's been really really fun it's one it's one of those things that i found almost all the collectibles and i just i instantly wanted to go back through it and try to find everything else just to see really wow. what else there was to learn about this world because it's just it's so so cool
0: creeks cool where did you hear about this game? Oh well, well I guess I you said the you were following. He's been the following the studio. Yeah, yeah following the studio. That check. What's the studio called again? Do you remember? Amanita Games. Amanita Games. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember you were the one who showed me Machinarium back in the day. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I guess I describe it as a point and click because I just because I think well, of it as like a two D game. The are where
4: mostly like that. It's it is an adventure moving with game with a mouse, and, even though you're yeah, like moving through it like it's a kind of at the very it's a, a
3: modernized like it, it definitely take take on that stuff yeah
0: yeah cool cool mm-hmm. all right well we um we only had one final poll before we get to uh patron shout outs and uh sadly uh uh chrono cross and me suffered a massive beat down at the hands of a one chrono trigger aka ham-fisted rich meister um I, well, I was just, you just say ham-fisted a lot on the podcast, so I've been having these weird visions You're of you. You're fucking ham-fisted. Giant fist made of ham. I'm not like,
3: the superhero ham-fist. We're not the same person. Is, is that a real superhero? I've never yeah.
4: seen the two of you in the same room, Rich. <laughs> I
3: mean, the same, I feel like I'm always missing Spider-Man, uh, whenever he shows up on the show. Speaking of which,
4: I've never <laughs> seen Rich and Shay in the same room. It's true. I, technically mm-hmm. you
3: and I have never been in the same room. <laughs> not even, not even <laughs> how, in the same how do I know country? you're not me, Rich? Huh. Is what I'm saying yeah, here. Uh, how do I know I'm not Descartes?
0: <laughs> how do I know how I do I know me? I'm not
2: the killer? No, I will
0: say I can settle this, Rich. I will also teach say Morgan. You, you, oh. you wanna your know
2: ass beat also on Twitter with this poll. Just as a heads up. I'll beat you off
3: with both hands. You put
2: that on Twitter too? Yeah. I put it on Twitter before you even put it on
0: Instagram. The fuck is wrong with people? The fuck? I'm just, I, to be honest, with you, I've Rich never and I played... were laughing about it privately. Yeah, yeah. we were having oh, a good we... giggle. <laughs> this is insane. This is insane. Mm. Uh, it was my fault for putting it up against Chrono Trigger, which is, to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs>
3: It's almost like this would have this had a really obvious result, and yet you were acting
0: like we were insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have thought it would have been maybe a little. I've never even played Chrono Trigger, so I'm like, there's got to you know, be people yeah, like me. That explains
3: me. the opinion. Wait a second, what?
0: Yeah, I've never. Who played
3: Who the fuck Breath. are you to even have this opinion? Also, there's a lot more people who would tell you they've never even played Chrono Cross because the yeah. the take on it is like, oh, it's a sequel to Chrono Trigger, but
0: it's not as good. Mm, I when the my impression of that game when I was a kid was that it was like a, a critical masterpiece like Chrono Trigger. Uh but I mean I haven't played it since It was I the was less like satisfying
3: follow-up so. to Chrono
0: Trigger. Well I mean Chrono Trigger fans sound like they're just stuck in their Chrono Trigger ways and you can't you, they can't You never played Chrono Trigger.
3: You can't compare <laughs> them because you have nothing to no, compare it to. I didn't
0: compare them. I just said I preferred one because it was the only one I You're played. saying you preferred one over the other. And yeah. you didn't play one, so oh I my. preferred one over the one I never played. <laughs> it's it's pretty simple. This is so I, front. I, can't pref- I, need
1: to- <laughs> I
0: can't prefer one that I never played. To be honest,ly I've seen a lot of Chrono Trigger, and and look, I I get the appeal. So, but um, it was a it was an obliteration of of people that love. Good God, people like Chrono Trigger. Holy Thanks for shit. being on
3: the right side of history.
0: Yep. Hey, look, Rich. I'll give you credit when when you take a beating, I'll give it to you. But when you when you get one right, I gotta give it. It's only and when fair. I, and when I take a beating,
3: I'll pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ham-fisted beating, am I right? Um, no,
3: like, I, as far as the English language is concerned, no. Man, it's a
0: just, just waste of watching st- good ham. Right. Just watching a lot of stuff this week. I still think Chrono cross has just beautiful music and a great look to it but i i don't remember a lot of the game because it's been so long so you know it's hard for me to really defend it that adamantly i was just i was surprised you being a jrpg guy i was like oh rich is gonna be i mean we're gonna talk about chrono cross and you were just like i'm not about that anyways rich um yeah so maybe i need to play chrono trigger one of these days and uh
1: yeah i think you do chrono cross
0: Uh The idea of replaying those games sounds like it's it's frustrating because Chrono Trigger has been ported so many times, but Chrono Cross is not. You know what the accessible.
3: worst part of the ports of Chrono Trigger is? None of them are
4: good. Really? Yeah, so they always have to change yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, think about mm. like the the Mana games that keep coming out. It's the same sort of thing. Like they had something good, and then they keep thinking they need to change something for the ports.
3: If you want to play. Uh, Kruller Trigger, I'll mail you a fucking Nintendo cartridge.
4: It, I, well, the, are, mm, the virtual console version is the same. It takes forever but, to load. Yeah. Like, you could, you mm. could dig out your Wii U. and and grab it on there but that's actually is their storefront even still open or they already
3: closed no it's gone it's gone so
0: never mind if you don't have it the
3: the playstation you can get it on the playstation but the load times on that version are atrocious
0: mm. it it would be nice if that's something that i mean they're kind of slow to add to that super nintendo um store or not store but um app on the switch where you get all those classics getting square
3: stuff is always weird
0: yeah yeah But I honestly, I think both of those games are probably great. But yeah, the love for Chrono Trigger was immense. So that one hurt. That one hurt for sure. But to all three of those people that messaged me about Chrono Cross, I love you.
3: Just for the record, Morgan, Morgan, like it seems strange when you say like that one hurt, because basically what happened is like you walked up to a door and the three of us were like, hey, Morgan, if you go to that door, you're going to get stabbed. And you were like, I don't think so. And then you just walked right in. And when you were got stabbed, you were like,
0: how can I see that coming? Well, we tried to do that for you earlier this year with the whole what do
3: you mean?
0: Final Fantasy Last of Us thing that you guys got obliterated in. Remember, I tried to help you with that one, too. Remember?
3: I remember a lot of people like mm. straight up hating Final Fantasy, but all right.
0: <laughs> I don't think anyone hates Chrono Cross.
3: I'm talking um, about The Last of Us. Oh, well.
0: This is going on
2: for a long time to just admit that you lost. Let's just move on. You lost. You need Thanks to play for... Chrono Trigger. On to the next second. What
0: about winning and losing, Shay. It is yes,
2: to me. Is. I won. You know it's it is. The, the amount of times you've rubbed our nose in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we haven't
3: peed on the carpet since. Hey, uh-huh. look. I've... <laughs> uh,
0: that's it's an interesting, interesting. metaphor. Um, all right. So we, one thing we do for our Patreon community is we do a little feta skit to give shout-outs to the patrons that support us at the $3 tier or higher. And uh, Shea prepares these every week. So for our patrons, part of Chomp Nation, enjoy. Time out!
2: The Chomp Nation Sharks saunter to the bench and plop themselves down, exhausted and dripping with sweat. The coaching staff of Dan W., Gil Beasy, Ivan, and the Rev huddled together around the head coach, Danny P. They devised a play and brought it back to the bench. Meister, you're going to inbound the ball to Barnes. Barnes, dribble it to midcourt and throw it into the high post for Fowler. Fowler, spin and drive. If the defense rotates in the paint... Pass it out to Leighton at the three-point line. I don't know why his accent has switched, but that's what we're doing. If
4: the lane is clear, (laughs) lay it in. Got it. On it. Fucking hate sports. (laughs) Uh, Coach, who's
2: fifth in the lineup? The coach looked at the bench from Bernadette to Curtis to Jason to Jay to John to Jay Holbro to Lisa to Zach H. Who was he going to put in? Zach Asia, let's go! Let
3: me get the fans hyped up Alexander, Chance, Alec, Cursively, Howard, Justin, Kane, Larissa, Paul, Raul, Ryan, Stefan, Cy, Tony, Vince, and in Space. Let's go!
2: The crowd behind the bench erupted in roars and shouts of support. The players took the court and got into their position to run the play. Referee Fletch blew his whistle and passed the ball to Meister. Meister looked at the opposing teammate, made up of Eric, James, Ryan, Larry, and someone else whose name was never put on their jersey. Barnes! Meister inbounded the ball to Barnes. Barnes dribbled it up the court, using his free arm to keep the opponent at bay. He made it to mid-court as the clock winded down. He looked up. Seven seconds left in the fourth.
0: Minus three.
2: What are you, moaning out there? Barnes (sighs) shouted, setting Fowler in motion. He jump-stopped at the high post on the right as he grabbed the pass.
4: I'm getting too old for this bit.
2: (sighs) He pivoted his right foot and began to drive towards the paint. Two players slid into the paint to wall off Fowler. Fowler rocketed a pass to the perimeter where Zach H caught the ball. He looked at the clock. 2.4 seconds left. A defender sprinted out to block the shot. Zach H. Sorry, no, not Zach H. Zach launched the ball towards the hoop. It spiraled into the air, aimed at the net.
1: But it was a bit long. Barnes, under the hoop, rose up for the tip, reaching beyond the opponent.
2: Barnes was knocked away from the rebound, and he felt something slap his chin. (laughs) Slap his chin. Ew. As As you do. As he was falling to the ground, he opened his eyes and looked up to see Layton rebounding and ramming the ball into the hoop. The ball shot down and smacked Barnes in the nuts. The, <laughs> the timer ran out. The Sharks won. Meister dropped to the floor and began to weep. Barnes rested his back against the stanchion as he caught his wind. Fowler ran into the crowd and started a mosh pit. He punched out an old lady in his excitement. Sweet victory, bitch! <laughs> so really quickly, before I do my sappy part, I wanted to say, Rich, you actually made the same mistake that Morgan always does. You said do- curse of Lee... You know what the worst
3: part is? I always do that, and because I know Morgan always messes up his name, I always get in my own head about it and then end up making the same mistake, thinking I'm... (laughs) It's like I'm
2: overcorrecting, and I do it to him every fucking time.
0: Uh Welcome to the club, Rich.
2: It's all right. It's all right. You you have joined the club (laughs) for today. I'm sorry. But that's okay. I did want to say thank you to all of our Patreon members our patrons past present and future we had some new people join this month thank you very much um i will get your guys's shout out if i missed it next month if you just joined within the last day or two as i had written this last week forgotten to update it i will get you guys a shout out to those who have moved on this month i say thank you very much for being a part of sword chomp history and supporting us and to the current people thank you so much for everything you do. Not just supporting us with your money, but supporting us with your time and being active in our Discord and on our social media. Seriously, thank you guys so, so much for everything it is that you do. Um, You are our family here at SwordChomp and we appreciate you so, so much. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So thank you. And um, if you are ever interested in being shouted out, like that, like Morgan already told you, just head over to patreon.com to check it out. And um, yeah, thank you guys for helping me out with the Patreon shout outs.
0: For sure. Thank you. Guys. Um, it's been a fun show. And remember, anything you could possibly want to find about us is at swordchomp.com. I want to thank Shay for being here from Japan, the professor, Rich for being here from New York. Big Softy, Josh for being here from Michigan, the Jimmy Rustler, and in honor no. of, of Josh, of course, one more time.
1: Well, Josh, I think you interpreted it differently, but well, I interpreted now it now that the you only the way a sane person could.
0: <laughs> that should be a ringtone. <laughs> and of course I'm here from Montana tournament time. We'll see you next week for an all-new challenge.